welcome to this most solemn episode of Non-Standard Action. It is solemn because, well, this is the end of the line for this adventure path known as Fly Free or Die, and our beloved crew of the Severance Package. Hence the title of today's episode, show, uh, episode 29, End of the Line. I am Tom, your GM, and joining me as always are my friends and players, Jet, Leif, Liz, Nick, and Simon. Today's icebreaker question, submitted by an emo band, is very serious. What would the title of your character's autobiography be? Uh, figured this was a fitting question here at the end of all things. Uh, so let us start with uh, Simon. Uh, I'm Simon, he, him, playing Rath, they, them. Uh, this is just a great icebreaker question, and I feel bad for like probably not being able to do it justice. I'm going to go with how to win tens of thousands of friends and influence people. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was really trying to like find something that was like, uh, uh, sort of like, uh, playful, irreverent, but also like, vain, and also had a bug pun, and I just couldn't find one, so. That's a lot of boxes to tick. It's a, it is, it is. Yeah. Uh, but, that's alright. Um, how about a Nick? playing Sloan. Um, let's see. So I, I think Sloan's autobiography just has to be titled, entitled Trust Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. Love it. Love it. Good. Uh, how about Liz? Hi, I'm Liz. She, her, playing uh, Auntie Nuna, also she, her. And Auntie Nuna's um, autobiography would be like a combination autobiography with like knitting patterns and it would be like um knit your way to a better self and so it would be like one of those like reflective things where it's like pattern is good for fall when it starts to get a little bit cold and you want something to cozy up in uh, and then there'd be some sort of, like, self-reflective thing about it, uh, you know. It's good to gather close when days get short. Something like that. I once- I once shot a man seven times while wearing a vest with this pattern. <laughs> That's what oh, I was yes. thinking. The pockets, are, the pockets are nice and big. And can can uh, smuggle Wait, a number of decently sized weapons. <laughs> uh, good. How about Leif playing catch? Hi, Leif. They them playing catch. He him. Uh, and catch's book is probably called something like uh, "Greatness and You." How how you two can be as great as me. <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, finally, Jet playing Gus. I am Jet playing Gus. Both of us are he, him, and I think it would be a an autobiographical cookbook series. Uh, the first one being 101 uses for Eoxian dairy spiders, and then followed up shortly thereafter by 101 uses for uh, Castrovellian dairy lizards. And it's sprinkled with anecdotes throughout his life. And there are some parts where people just a lot of unpopular recipes because they're buried in with a lot of him being very depressed about the mi life in the mines. <laughs> and this is how I lost my arm, but onto this pie. <laughs> anyway, 
Now that I've described in gruesome detail just how painful that was. Speaking of minced meat, and now onto this pie. Oh no! Oh, all right. So, uh, thank you for that question and emo band. Uh, We'll never know you, but uh, thank you nonetheless. Now, uh, before I recap for the final time, let us not forget you all were granted level 13 last week, uh, so this doesn't very uh, this doesn't happen very often in APs. In fact, this is the first one that I've run or played in that has explicitly said, "Hey, your players can have level 13 before the final fight." So let's go around the table and uh, just do our usual recap of uh, what you did for your character at level 13, uh, reversing the order and going with Jet. Alright, so I got wrong tap. I now have an ability from my regeneration faculty called From the Brink. I can bring people back from the dead as long as they've not been dead more than three rounds. Uh, I can also turn into a puddle of liquid metal like Alex Mack and I picked up Penetrating Attack. (laughs) Which means I can ignore up to five points worth of uh, energy slash I think it's just energy resistance PR or energy resistance okay here I will put it in chat very good Uh, and very very on brand for Gus being nanites and penetrating and all that Uh, how about a leaf and catch what did catch pick up at level 13 Uh, level 13 turns out it's not a super exciting level for mechanics um, my my computers uh, my bypass ability increased by one uh, <laughs> I my my rig is more advanced and it, and it has uh, more countermeasures on it and uh, I got to pick a feat <laughs> I'm sorry it's really not exciting as I thought it was gonna be that's okay uh, man. Uh, to recycle a joke, I'm really glad that you got that bu- that boost to your computers and engineering checks because boy, you were struggling last episode. With oh those. yeah, yes, it's, it's rough. But now I feel with a with a plus thirty one to computers, I might have it. I might finally have it, guys. Yeah, now the computers off and on again. <laughs> Files are in the computer. <laughs> what great movie! Uh, Liz. Yeah, this what did All I right. do level 13? So for level 13, um, she got expertise in... I decided to take it in... Uh, that, that, uh, what was it called? Perception. So, I mean, eh. But um, she did... I decided to take the feat Deadly Boast. As a full action, I can describe in great detail how powerful and effective a specific action taken by myself or an ally is going to be. Um, so I'm probably going to boast about catch. And um, attempt catch a bluff check. Good. <laughs> attempt a bluff check against all foes within 60 feet of me, using the same DC I would as if trying to de- demoralize them. Um, and each target that my check succeeds against takes a negative one to AC and a negative two to saving throws uh, against the action until the end of my next turn. Cool. So. 
All right. One action. Does that apply to a full full attack? Mm. That's a great question that we'll think about if it ever comes up. Uh, (laughs) So, all right. How about uh, Nick playing Sloan? What did you pick up level 13? Uh, Well, Sloan got more sneak attack dice, which is always fun. Trick attack, not sneak Mm. attack. Um, more trick attack dice um, and quad attack from operative, which operatives never want to use because trick attack, but you know it's there. Um, and also uh, penetrating attack is a feat to ignore uh, resistances and DR. This explains why you were so ready with that definition. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> but doesn't Excellent. that require high BAB? Well, yeah. Operatives have both bad. Uh, they do not, actually. I'm sorry. Operatives are three-quarter bad. Wait. Yes, it does say three-quarter in my sheet. Uh, I guess I will pick something else. Sorry about that. Um, How are you? Simon. Uh, what did Moraeth do for level 13? Uh, Moraeth, uh, Salarians actually weirdly get something kind of similar to what op- it sounds like operatives get. Uh, Salarian's Onslaught, which is basically like an extra attack with bigger penalties. Tom was just uh, earlier expressing how glad he was that this works with um, that feat that he loves, Obnoxious Trickster. That obnoxious feat, yes. That obnoxious feat, yeah. Uh, but uh, they also took improved initiative for both themselves and Gus. And it will get to, and it will be used exactly once for one roll ever. <laughs> so just wait for me to roll a one on this initiative check, audience. <laughs> oh. oh, it'll be delicious. <laughs> All right. So okay, well let's get right to it then. So last week on Fly Free or Die, our crew of free-flying traders wheeled and dealed around Smuggler's Moon, learning all that they could and meeting any interesting, many interesting NPCs, in fact. Backstories were shared, plots were hatched, and ultimately Lord Sinjin was summoned to Smuggler's Moon by his cousin Zeldern to hunt down his long-lost prey, Shyeth Evadros, now known as Eska, who has been hiding her identity all these years. The plan went well enough, right up until the crew tried to close the trap on the slippery drow. Uh, They disabled his ship easily enough, but when it came to actually trapping him in Dragor's throne room, they couldn't have accounted for the fact that he had a tattoo that would allow him to Dimension Door out of there really quickly. So, that's... He needed, like, a bunch of dimensional anchor beams. Mmm, yes. That's what he did, along with two of his jeune assassins, Dragor and Zeldern. The crew fought against the remaining assassins in the throne room and eventually won the encounter, albeit at the cost of some of their expendable resources. Looking at you, Gus. Uh, They took a rest to regain some stamina, then hurried down the elevator to the concourse, uh, where a great disturbance told them that Sinjin had emerged in the conservatory, the Ring of Gardens, surrounding the concourse. As the crew emerged on the bottom floor, Sinjin announced his presence on the balcony over a hundred feet above uh, the the entrance that the crew walked through, with Eska and Dregor standing on top of the balcony railing, a gun to each of their backs. Sinjin monologued briefly, then did what any good villain does, uh, created a distraction for the players by tossing his two hostages off of the railing towards the ground below. 
And that is where we return to with the two of them hurtling through the air. Let's roll some initiative. Classic. Tom, was that, uh, was the pushing hostages over the balcony um, in the AP or was that your personal touch? I'll never tell. Yes, he will. Um, (laughs) It was in the AP. Uh, Are you happier? No. Yes, Nick. Um, as a rolling initiative, as this is not um, a combat feat, um, or one that takes any, any time in combat, um, I would like to have had a contingency plan in place for just this eventuality that someone either was pushed or tried to jump off the edge of this conservatory, because it just seems, you know, like something that's bound to happen, right? I have inside, I have told the goblins to take one of Catch's little buggies and attach a giant net to the front of it in order to catch anyone who might jump or fall from the conservatory. Fantastic. Uh, So, even as you, you know, flash back to this conversation that you had with the goblins, uh, you see the, uh, yeah, we're gonna say the doors to the north, the two double door uh, glass doors, uh, smashed open as the goblins uh, zip out of the concourse with this buggy. Uh, and uh, you hear over comms, when do you want us, boss? Rattlesnarf, Goog! Oh. Pronk, all right. <laughs> what would you like me to roll, Tom, to see if this contingency plan works? <laughs> I guess that's right. I guess that, yeah. Um, hmm. I've spent my two resolve points. Okay. Uh, um, let's see. Why, why don't you tell me a skill that you think would work for this? Because uh, I, I, this is there are so many layers to this particular plan. I, I uh, there, there are. I have, a, I have arranged this right in a, in advance. Um, you know what? I know. I, I take it all back. What about sense motive? You think sense motive is a, a fair thing to uh, have predicted this? Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Um, and I roll as a 32 on sense motive. Okay. And nine on the die. Let's let me re-roll. Does do I want to re-roll my nine, you guys? What do you think? Yeah. I mean How many re-rolls? Which re-roll would yeah. be? I have a my improvisation adornment. Let's see, re-roll sense motive. Oh, just sense motive? Oh, yeah. No, it's bluff, culture, diplomacy, intimidate, or sense motive check as a a reaction. You you can roll and take the better result. So it doesn't hurt, I suppose. It's three three times a day before you object. Yeah, I guess the only... Yeah, sure, do it. There's like a 40% chance it gets worse, though. It's take the better. It's not take the second. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we will keep the the nine for a total of 32. All right. The good news is that is a success. Wait. So uh, it it all happens, as I said before, in Rattlesnarp and Flea Grebe. I suppose uh, one of the things will be like they... we, we see an alternate timeline where Sloane had failed this check and the goblins appear on the wrong side of the conservatory um, <laughs> and say, where do you want us, boss? And you're like, 
you're not here. Where are you? And they, they're, you know, we zoom out and they're on the eastern side and you're on the southern side. It's very fair. This is exactly why I gave you the goblins in this plan was so that if the check didn't work, you had a way to make it feel horribly wrong. Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, I, I love, I love this contingency plan. So, very cool. Uh, now, now that I'm not distracted by excellent shenanigans, let me roll initiative for my baddies. Oh, Lord Sinjin, you surely don't have a plus zero to your initiative. Pastime is such a, a cool person. What are you talking about? Of course yeah. he does. Just look yeah. at him. He's not dexterous yeah. at all. No, yeah. definitely, definitely not. Any guesses as to what his class is, everybody? I know what his class is. The Gus Bane, also known as an operative. <laughs> We'll have to see. Unless I told you. <laughs> or wait, he's oh, a we'll nanosite, of course. No. <laughs> yes, a nanosite. Everybody knows. Um, okay. Such, so, a, such a classic common class. Yes. And it was definitely published when this book was published already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. You got me. Evolutionist. <laughs> ah, <laughs> fine. All right. So, yes, that is. You're so wise. That is all that. Who are you to be so wise in the ways of class decisions? Um, there's our Monty Python quest. Uh, quote for the day. Let's get right into it. Marayoff, you are the first. That feat really paying off. You proved initiative paid off. If not for that one feat, I would be going after that one minion. Um, yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, that one minion, I guess uh, Marayoff will activate their haste circuit. Ah, um, um, I have to I have to rewind Simon because I I got excited and ahead of myself. I have something that has to happen before your first turn, if that's all right. Do it. All right, uh, because we have a backstory that was uh, remains unfinished, uh, and I wanted to get to that before. As Nuna watches Eska plummeting to the ground, uh, we're going to go back to the day of her escape from Lord Sinjin. Uh, so, Nuna, yeah, it's been... What? That was oh, a cliffhanger on the last flashback. Sorry, ignore me, continue. It it's been uh, two days since uh, Charmer decided to help Shyeth run away and to escape Sinjin uh, themselves. Uh, you enacted the plan that you devised with Shyeth. The artist made a seemingly sloppy mistake, uh, booking a ticket on a leaving starship bound for Absalom Station under her known fake name that Sinjin followed her here under. In reality, it was a forged docking pass created by you. You pointed Shyeth's mistake out to Sinjin, and he took the bait, rushing down to the landing pad at which the ship was stationed. You told him you were going to cover another avenue of exit, another lead you were following up on just in case. It became apparent to Sinjin that Shyeth was not on that shuttle. Just as he realized it, he received another update from you, claiming that it had been a juke and that Shyeth was in fact boarding a different shuttle three levels up that was leaving in moments. Some, you know, real close timing stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's where we find you, as you enact the most dangerous part of your plan, your impersonation of Shyeth and leading Sinjin away by getting on the shuttle. Ideally, you'll be getting on just in time for Sinjin to see you boarding without having time to board himself. Yeah. Um, and also to be far enough away that um, the disguise will not fall apart immediately. Um, you know, yeah. She's going to be using some... What's the word? 
carefully placed, uh, so she probably, sorry, they probably don't have the budget for, um, a full body, uh, hologram type deal, but, uh, you might, honestly, it's not, yeah, actually, maybe, hollow skins are cheap, okay, yeah, credits or something, yeah, a hollow skin, um, and that allows uh, Charmer to, what's the word, impersonate a Lashunta when, you know, they're a Kasatha. Um, but let's see, so, and it's close because you've got to, because they've got to let Sinjin get close enough to be able to see them without actually interact with them. Um, so what do you need me to do here? Uh, you can, honestly, I think your disguise, your disguise is set, right? So there's not really a role that we're going to make for that. Um, really it's just, uh, you're, you have to wait in line now, which is the Uh, worst part in a plan. Oh, the worst part. Oh man. Cause yeah, it's it's the classic, you know, the, every, every thriller, you know, Mm -hmm. international spy, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Bourne, you know, like every mm-hmm. Jason Bourne scene ever where it's just like and it's just this guy standing here on a train is it like yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but so yes, you uh as you stand in this line, uh you actually you get an incoming call from Sinjin. Uh, mm-hmm. Charmer. It, uh, assuming you take it. Um yes. They make sure that they're facing away from the direction that Sinjin should be coming in so that uh, Sinjin won't notice that Shaith is on the phone at the same time that they're on the phone. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so. <clears throat> yeah. Charmer, uh, meet me at the landing pad and we'll corner her there. We can't let her get away. Uh, I'm. Boss, I'm running into some real uh, interference. And up a, up ahead in the line, there's some guy who's like, thing won't scan. <laughs> like, beep, beep. Uh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it there. Well, uh, in time. Finish up whatever it is and get up there, Charm. And he hangs up. And. Uh, uh, Charmer's standing there with like their pass or whatever going just 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 hold it let it give the computer enough time to actually scan it don't don't just swipe <laughs> well that was too slow <laughs> <laughs> the among us problem um, so uh, a minute passes and uh, finally the uh, we'll say it's a show bad uh, the, the showbad manages to uh, scan their pass and board the shuttle successfully. And the line begins moving again. Uh, folks holding out data pads. Uh, as you near the uh, the front of the line, uh, why don't you roll me a uh, roll me a d20? And we'll see. Well, we'll uh, I'll come up with an appropriate. I'm not looking at the result. I'll come up with an That's appropriate. That's a 20. It's a nat 20? Yeah. Ah. Gross. All right. So, um, Charmer, you are actually able to, because you're probably pretty on edge at this 
point. You're mm-hmm. scanning the scanning, scanning your surroundings uh, frequently. You uh, clock Sinjin entering the docking pad um, at the same time as he sees you, Shia. And oh, thank God, I'm at the front of the line. And uh, they swipe their pass. It goes through them the first time because they're good with computers. And then they kind of like put their hood down because they're wearing a hood and take their their rolly wheel thing and then just start booking it towards the uh, the door for the shuttle. <clears throat> Um, you, uh, you do all of this, and you're making your way towards the shuttle, and you suddenly hear a familiar voice behind you say, Ah, there you are, honey. I almost missed our flight. Do you have our tickets? As Sinjin's one hand drapes across your shoulder, you feel a gun pressed into your ribcage, very similar to how you, uh, held one to the real Shyth's back the, the other day. Uh, That's a bitch. Uh, and as as he holds uh, this, you know, he puts a hand on your shoulder and it phases through the hologram and then he holds the gun to your, your ribcage and part of the, the muzzle of it disappears into the hologram. His eyes narrow. Hey, Who boss. Are you? <laughs> hey, boss. Charmer. Why? What are you doing here? Escaping, I... Failing to escape. That all depends on you. The, uh, the gun held to your side lowers for a moment, and his eyes, uh, narrow. What do you mean, escaping? I... You've decided to betray me, haven't you? I need out, boss. <sighs> Predictable. What do you... So, out, by out, you mean you're going to... mm, uh, You want to capture Shyeth yourself and bring her in and then make me look bad. You want my job? Is that that what this is? No, no, I'm... I'm done with the Golden League. I need out. Of all of it. You can keep doing what you're doing. I won't stop you. I just... Let me go. Where is Shyeth? I don't even know. That was part of the plan. So you admit that you worked with her. You hid her from me. I gave her an opportunity. The gun presses into your your rib cage again, hard. He looks at shooting. We'll bring her back. His face uh, contorts in fury, and uh, then relaxes, and he says, "Go." Uh, The gun uh, lowers again and says, "You've done." more for me than most of my family members can claim to have done. Consider this my repayment. I won't kill you right here and now for this betrayal. 
That's real off. That's real nice of you. I'm sure I'll regret it someday. <laughs> he uh, turns and uh, does not look back as he leaves the shuttle. All right. And um, as Charmer heads towards the uh, the door for the shuttle, um, somebody says, Oh, ma'am, uh, looks like your tickets, your seat's going to be right down this way. And Charmer takes the their ticket back and heads towards their seat and thinks, ma'am, that felt right. And that's the and end that's- of the seat. So, uh, yeah, going forward, um, you never hear from Sinjin again. Golden League contacts and channels go silent. Uh, you never hear from Shyeth either, as that would defeat the purpose of what you all did. Mm-hmm. You are, uh, simply put, alone. Uh, for a while. So, all of this flashes through Nuna's, uh, Nuna's mind as she witnesses uh, the person that she risked so much and did so much to save uh, falling, plummeting through the air. And now, let us get back to the combat. This epic final encounter with Lord Sanjay and his assassins. Mareoth, I so rudely interrupted you before. Please take your turn. No, it wasn't rude. Uh, Mareoth uh, flies into the air. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Activate haste circuit. Uh, haste circuit means that I that uses like my move action up right it uses your swift action which similarly means you can't full attack this round but you get a plus 30 bonus to your speed yeah but i can move in standard attack um okay and both of the two hostages are now have a big net and two goblins under them two very squishable goblins three Uh, very squishable goblins all right all right mariah will um Probably, uh, no, 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 he's too high up. Okay, so, uh, Ralph will, like, hover over here, and, um, uh, this is the Jin Assassins, so they have all their shuriken, right? So we'll, uh, blind them. Good uh, 32 versus ADC. Uh, you know that'll hit. You fought them enough be very familiar with their defenses. Uh, Orange is now blinded. Uh, I don't know whether it's blinded for two rounds. I'm sorry. Uh, Thank you for reminding me that that was a mechanic. It is not blinded for two rounds, in fact. Very close, though. Sloan Rider, you are up next. Your your cloud of bugs swarmed over there and blinded somebody. Uh, Maria, yeah, there you go. I was just going to ask you to denote your height. Go ahead, Sloan. Perfect. Let's... Uh, I'll also move in. Get around this side. So let... Oh, no, I'm at 60 feet. Let's go all the way around. I have plenty of movement. Not to provoke any attacks of opportunity at all anymore. Um, 
Thank God. She's so fast. Right? No, no attacks of opportunity ever. Um, I like to picture that as the uh, the anime, just like you flash out of existence for a moment and then appear behind them. Kind of. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it's 26 versus flat-footed EAC. Ooh, that will hit their flat-footed EAC. Um, so that's 46 points of fire damage. Yeah, that Not hurts. Not penetrating, sadly. Um, that'll be my turn. Okay, and they're off target. And they're Not off that target. They're doing a lot of attacking since she is blind. Hey, real quick, Jet, can we, oh. get, can we get map on the on the screen? Oh, yes. I apologize uh, for that. I was so distracted by us talking, I didn't even think about it. Now, there we are. Simon does bring up a good point in Twitch chat. Uh, operatives can't be... Oh, no, operatives can't be flat-footed. I was thinking in right. Pathfinder 2 where you can't. Uh, without the flat-footed, that is actually going to be a miss. Oh, rude. Missed Ooh. it by one. If you had plus one, and I know butt stubbles in the audience here. If you had a plus one, I know you could hit. Butt stubbles. Oh, oh you don't say. Everyone knows butt stubble loves plus ones. Butt stubble loves handing out plus ones. They're like candy to butt stubble. Uh, it's a, it's so a real we'll... problem. Butt stubble's working to overcome. I think. <laughs> there it is. Butt <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is a plus one. Keep Yay. that damage on the board, Tom. All right, that damage has been kept, uh, and that is a successful attack. Uh, Gus, is now your All right, swift action, activating haste circuit. <laughs> not super critical now, but why not get that out there? Uh, then Gus is going to run forward, and I guess hop up on this bench and walk over here, well within yeah. his movement. Uh, well, yep. while you mention the bench, let me um, mention some covers and whatnot for this for this scene because uh, we do ha- we are in the conservatory, which is effectively a giant park. Uh, so any trees, statues, and fountains provide cover, while benches provide cover as a low obstacle, which is a mechanic I hadn't heard of until it was mentioned, and I googled it. Uh, low co- uh, low obstacles provide cover against creatures within thirty feet of you. Uh, so uh, it's it's just cover like short range cover. Sure. And uh, good. Okay. Please continue your turn having moved. Yep. And as part of that movement, Gus will manifest a new weapon. <laughs> a, a, a new one? A, a new one. A massive uh, t- two handed maul rhymed with frost. A frost maul, if you will, uh, <laughs> flowing through the air at his opponent uh, at, at once. Once I'm gonna add flanking. They have not been get gettemed. But uh, let's swing. Let's see what happens. But a 22 versus KAC. I'm sure we'll miss. A three on the die does not do it. No, no, a three on the die is going to be a, a big miss. So I hate to add to it, but are these operatives also immune to flanking? And you don't have to answer that. Just consider it, Tom. Oh Isn't yeah, that an operative thing. Is that a would uh, since you asked, would you look at? Uh, well, no, you know what, your what turn. It wasn't my up. turn. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. Uh, oh, it's gonna be your turn real quick. Uh, regardless, yeah. that was a miss. So we'll figure that out. Orange yeah. is going to remove the. Uh, well, no, you know what? They're gonna try to attack, I guess, because a half, uh, you know, half chance miss is better than just not attacking, I guess. So Orange is gonna flail around themselves, uh, whipping a shuriken off of. Her uh, her shoulder 
and attacking uh, Sloan hit. So we're going to attack Sloan because I have a pretty decent idea of where she is. Uh, so, 50% miss do you? Well, let's hope. Uh, high is going to be good. I'm going to roll a d100 here behind the curtain. Nope, I got a 4! Yay! Of all the options, only 3% of them were worse than the option I rolled. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, she super misses, and that's going to be Orange's turn. Catch, it is now your turn. All right. Well, I did find it in the in the time that it took to do that. Uncanny agility, seventh level. Your opponent doesn't gain any bonuses to attack rolls against you from flanking, um, <clears throat> from flanking you or attacking you when you're prone. Wow. Yeah, that's so, pretty sweet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Unflankable. Um, Unflankable and doesn't take a minus four when they're on the ground. That's that's something I didn't realize about operatives. That's really uh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I missed that all this time too. You don't get yeah. a plus four to attack operatives when they're on the ground. They still take a, uh, a penalty to attacking when they're on the ground, I believe. But y yes, neither yes. here nor there. Indeed. Uh, um, now explain to me, how tall are these trees or shrubs in the middle here? And uh, Sinjin's 150 feet up, right? Yes, he is. So I'm going to say, since you're so close, this tree is going to be, I'm going to give it 40 feet. That tree is 40 feet tall. So, okay. uh, since you're close, it is going to take uh, you getting out from behind it to have a clear shot. Um, or although you have your jetpack, <laughs> or jetpack, yes, uh, double movement unless unless you have that uh, gem feet. Uh, the exploration manual. I I do not, but I will use my one additional move for, uh, for the day with my skitter heart. Did you not do that last week? I did not. I don't have it checked off on here, at least. Okay. I talked about it, but then I said, oh, wait, resources, boss fight. Fair enough. Let's not All right. do that. Yeah. I believe you. If it's not oh. checked off on your sheet, then it is All not right. extended. Cool. So that's it's and it will take me all three of my move actions to get right there. OK, <clears throat> so that is catch. I will indicate that I am 40 feet up, you said. Yeah, so uh, by eight. Yeah, eight. Yep. Cool. All right. Sinjin, meanwhile, it is indeed Lord Sinjin's turn. He is going to uh, chuckle and uh, hold out his arms. And from each of his arms appears this. Uh, uh, once again, I can't say it enough. The artists for Paizo just knock it out of the park every time. Uh, these oh, wow top off of his arms these giant inky tigers with uh with like what kind of horn like bulls horns uh on their foreheads and they're psychedelic and rainbow and i love them and i want one for it's a like flames coming from their eyes and mouths yeah but ink flames oh it's so it's, cool it's somebody else to add to the to the horn crew it's a more uh more tigery version of ifrit from final fantasy Ooh. Yeah. And uh, so these two, uh, so two of them appear, and one of them is going to appear on the balcony next to Sinjin, and the other one is going to descend to the floor down here. And that is Sinjin's turn, and then they are going to get a turn. 
Uh, so the Tattoo Guardian is going to come over here. Uh, yeah, you know what? Tattoo Guardians can fly, actually. So it's going to appear in the air and then fly over to Mareoth. No. <laughs> so let's get a wing here. Wing, wing, wing. Ah, different wings. Uh, so Tattoo Guardian is going to try and slam into Mareoth. A swarm of bugs. Thirty-eight to hit your KAC. Thirty-eight hits our KAC. I know, buddy. Thirty-two points of bludgeoning damage. Yeah, I may have I may have spiced up this fight a little bit from what they printed in the book. Yeah, uh, spice is good. I find I find that you have to uh, generally if your players know anything about building Starfinder characters. Uh, the <laughs> the encounters. Ready? Start to get a little light. You but added a single grain of salt. <laughs> like, you should only count uh, one, two, three, four of the five of us as actually being able to build effective character. But, you know, you have a, you get a lot of help as well, right? Liz, I, I like, you know, self, self-professed or otherwise, you know. Um, and besides, this AP is only written for four characters, so yes, I spiced it up a little bit by increasing some numbers. It's fine. So uh, that is Sinjin's turn. That is the Guardian's turn uh, as well. Auntie Nuna, welcome. Right, Bye. Auntie Nuna is going to activate her um, her horns. So Arkwand horns. Um. So that is a standard action, and then she's gonna move to... Man, this is tough. I don't want to move too close to the rest of them and make a cluster, but I don't want to get so far away that I can't give bonuses. Ugh. Alright, hold up. She moves here. Okay. And anything else? No, that's it. That's all she can do. Okay. All right, Arc One Horns. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you an aura. It's a 60-foot aura, right? Yes. Okay. I'm going to make it a very unobtrusive color. So this way... Uh, in fact, I won't even make it so you all can see it. This way, uh, you don't have to worry about it getting uh, distorting your view of the battlefield. Hooray. Uh, it'll just distort mine. Oh, you know what? The Arquan horns get everybody on the battlefield safe for Sinjin, so uh, I'm not even gonna put that. I'm not even gonna leave that aura on because oh. uh, it just it gets everybody. So that's a nice okay. thing about sixty feet. Yeah, sixty feet is no joke. All right, uh, red is going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think red's gonna circle around the tree over here and take a shot at Nuna. What? Yeah, yeah. She's got the shiny horns. Uh, yeah, so Red's gonna make a will save. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, will is their best save, but I rolled a two, natural toot. Toot, 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 toot. Oh my God, since you got that Mark Three ability upgrade, your Arquand Horns DC skyrocketed. So yep. that is uh, DC 23, that is a failure. So Red not only can't attack you, but also loses the action. So, yep. cast a spell. She's such a cute little lady. Now, uh, so she'll, from what I understand, she has to make the save to uh, affect you again. 
if she once she makes the save, she's immune to that effect, correct? Correct. Okay, so we will uh, not mark her as immune, and we will instead go on to the top of round two. Uh, Dregor and Eska plummet further towards the, uh, closer to the comical buggy uh, driven by goblins, and with a giant, you know, safety pad on it, and everything is fine with that. Mareoth, it is your turn. Uh, Mareoth will, um, realizing the operatives can be flat-footed, uh, I guess hinder Orange instead. Uh, but we get to attack three times! Three! What Terrible. a treat! <laughs> what a treat! Uh, so you yeah. can just do a double full attack, right? Like a two, a two attack, full attack, and then make the disarm. Or whatever. Uh, yeah, so that's the plan. So I take the, I do a... Well, I, I, I think I already updated these. Let's find out if that's true. Okay. Let's find out together. Is it like Soldier's Onslaught? It should be a minus six. Uh, minus five yeah. because of flashing strikes uh, reduces the penalty by one. Yeah, so I see minus fives on these first two, and then um, minus five, but then plus five is Trickster on the last one, yeah. So does the 20 probably doesn't hit. Uh, 19 nor 20 will hit. So, KAC. But the, the 28 hits KAC. It meets KAC, in fact. So. Yeah. That right, will, so, you said hinder. Yeah, sorry, by hindered, I think I meant entangled. I understand, that was what I assumed. That was what I inferred anyway, so, okay. Uh, Orange is now hindered, and we are on to Sloan. Oh, and uh, sorry, and since I'm hasted, I can also move, right? Yes, you can. So we'll uh, do an acrobatic check to move away from the scary tattoo. Oh yeah, hold on. You made three full attacks. You made three ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did this. I do this first. I do this first. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You're lucky. I'm so kind of benevolent. I am uh, lucky. I'm, you're kind of benevolent. I skedaddle over here. Skedaddle, skedoodle. Your staff is a noodle. <laughs> um, sorry, I just Ooh, remembered it. Spaghetti. Oh, <laughs> spaghetti. Uh, Thirty-five to tumble versus my. 15 plus one half times SDR. Ooh, your plus four racial saved you from that attack of opportunity. Thank heavens we are bugs. <laughs> Thank heavens we're a series of bugs. Sloan Rider. We have never been so grateful to be a bunch of bugs. Let's um let's intimidate this one in front of me. Use my move action to demoralize. 34. 34. Uh, that's Shake. the same DC as to tumble against. So that beats their DC. Now that they are shook, I shoot them. Shook it. Um, one round. Mariah's already hampered, so we'll continue to go off target. Oh, uh, to be clear, I didn't like hamper. All I did was entangle. Oh, uh, they're not moving anyway. Um, oh, that's only a 20 versus EAC. Oh, no. Miss. And a, yeah, and a plus one's not going to save you from that, unfortunately. <sighs> yeah, that's that's fine. Um, yep. That's it for me. Okay. A Gus. Get him, Gus. Yeah, I'm going to do a full attack. Uh, 
I've turned flanking off since it does not work. Here we go. A 15 is going to miss, oh. but a natural 20 doing 87 points of bludgeoning and cold damage, and they have to make a DC oh. 22, I'm assuming fortitude save, or be staggered. It is a fort, yes. Uh, let me just let me just make that. Let me just make that fortitude save, please. Uh, please let me make it. Oh, that's a 24. Oh. Uh, so you ring her bell uh, for 87 points of damage. Jesus. Gross. All right. Uh, oh, I forgot. I have cold resistance. Uh, Reduced so. by five. <laughs> Woo! Oh no! <laughs> Never mind. I don't have cold resistance. Yay! I'm against Gus. Take that. Disgusting. Disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> how is that the first time I've said that? Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. Regrets. Um, on this last episode. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Marath is a uh, sparkly swarm of bugs. Whew. All right. It's you almost forgot. Here. So I close. Almost, almost forgot. Sure you <laughs> so Orange is going to. Uh, yeah, didn't like that. So Orange is going to take. Uh, goodness, I'm entangled, so let me just click that button on my sheet because that's too many things for me to keep track of, as well as Shaken. Wow. Uh, yeah, Orange doesn't have a good chance at this, but they're going to try and shank Gus because uh, she hated that. Nope, not not with the knife. The shuriken is... Yeah. Uh, 32 versus your KAC, Gus? Yeah, I'm sure that hits. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, 38 points of slashing damage, and you are flat-footed for the round. Curse your slashing. They need to learn how to stab. Yeah, yeah, I said shank, but shank would definitely be piercing damage. So, uh, I was yeah, very excited when you said shank. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, buddy. I got your hopes up, and I apologize. Uh, that is orange. And Catch, we are on to you. Catch in the tree. Catch in the trees. He's able to, like, stand, right? He doesn't have to keep his jetpack on. Uh, do you have five ranks of acrobatics? I do. Then uh, you can just fly as a... F uh, you can hover as a free action. Oh, cool. Uh, still still curious if I can use the trees as, like, a stable platform to stand on, just in case. Um, I'm going to say you will be flat-footed if you do so, because the trees are not, tree branches are not uh, very sturdy. But would you, will you take this, uh, this penalty on? Oh, no, I'm just kind of thinking of contingencies in case something happens to me or my jetpack. Oh, I, uh, I, will, I will remain in the air as long as that doesn't impart the flat-footed condition as well. There's something that does, but I, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, we're going to just go ahead and use the move action to activate Miracle Worker and standard action. Uh, yeah, let's By just the way, go if you, If anybody fails um, an acrobatics or athletics check as a reaction, I can allow, your, I can allow you to re-roll that check using my modifier for the skill if it's better than yours. I'll try and remember. Is there a range? 
requirement uh, on that. And um, you can only benefit from it once per battle, basically, because it requires gotcha. a 10 minute rest. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, Miracle Worker, I think, and then. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's just get right into it. We're going to cast Supercharge Weapon. All right. He's got the Miracle Working and the Supercharging. That is his turn. Uh, yeah. Sinjin is just going to stand impassively above all of you and uh, let his minions do the work. Auntie Nuna, it is your turn. All right. Auntie Nuna is going to... Uh, trying to decide... Well, there's not much she can do against... She can't talk her way out of anything with... Um, the tattoo guardian. So she's gonna look over at um, Red, who I believe is within range. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a full action, Auntie Luna is going to say, "Oh, oh, you've done it now." Uh, Catch, how long does it take for you to charge that ability, by the way? Oh, it's a uh, standard action, and then if I don't use it by the end of my next turn, it goes away, so... Okay, so the, now's the time. Now's the yeah. time. Oh, you've done it now! I've seen Catch uh, punch a hole through a mountain with that particular gun of his. Just gone. That. Like a hole. It was chilling. And he's got incredible rate. He's got incredible accuracy. I've seen him shoot a fly off the side of a barn from a hundred yards away. If I, I'd be very careful about if I were you. And maybe you should just give up now. So a space barn to be clear. All right, that's a bluff check against all feet within. All foes within 60 feet of me, which is everybody except Sinjin. Is this um, a mind affecting effect? It is a mind affecting effect. Okay. Uh, well, it's, it is. Sorry. Confused. This is a sense dependent, language dependent ability. Mm, that is different, but let me check my. Let me pull up my PDF because I did not write down, believe it or not, what languages these tattoo guardians speak. <laughs> uh, please make your uh, bluff deck while I'm doing this. Okay. I'm gonna guess Spanish. So that's a 30... 40. That's a 40. That's the twist of the game, is Spanish is what is is common in the the system. Yes, we've all been speaking Spanish this whole time. I thought it was Esperanto! (laughs) Alright, so a 40... Oh, that's a fun... That's a fun monster. Man, I love the backs of uh, AP volumes. Alright. What do I speak? Languages. Ah, okay. Um, let me ask you then, Nuna, what language are you speaking um, as well, you make this threat? She knows the language that, um, the te- that the assassins speak because she was part of the Gold League. And so she would know to use 
we'll say you haven't seen these tattoo guardians before. So okay. I, you, you're right that you have an inkling, but with what, with your player knowledge, what do you think is the most likely language for these tattooed guardians to know? Honestly, drow. Okay. So uh, making that threat in drow, uh, the tattoo guardian does seem affected by it. All right. So a 40. Now, this is this is what is the DC here? So the DC is again is um sorry, sorry, one moment. Do, do, do. Did I put up deadly boast? There we go. Seem to have lost music life. Um they are they take a negative one to AC and a negative two to saving throws against anything that catch shoots. The DC you would use is if you were attempting to demoralize them. them. With yeah. intimidate. Okay, so... But uh, it's instead of intimidate. 10, 10 right. plus one and a half times the CR, and that's all it 15, is. 15 plus one and a half times the CR. That not what, no, it, what? No. I, I, demoralize is 15 plus one and a half times CR. I'm fairly certain. Uh, we can move forward, but I looked this up literally just the other day for for Thursday stream, and it said ten. But uh, huh. move on. I will. Okay. I will find. I will find uh, out. Regardless, yeah. Regardless, a forty should be enough to exactly. moralize all of them. I sure hope so. Yes. So, okay. Uh, Yay! That is, that is good. Uh, yeah. So all of them are going to take a minus one penalty to AC and a minus two penalty to saving throws against catch uh, for one round and we move on to red. I apologize. I see it now. It's either 10 plus your opponent's total intimidate skill or 15 plus one and a half times your opponent's skill. Yes. So you so, are correct. Yeah. It's just easier to go with the CR plus, uh, you know, one and a half times CR plus 15 um, in general because most NPCs don't have intimidate. They're not very scary as we've demonstrated. So red is going to try to demonstrate some scariness and uh, take another shot at Auntie Nuna because uh, she didn't like Auntie Nuna bluffing. Uh, but she is not shaken or entangled, so we're going to make a will save against those shiny horns. Come on, Will. I did press the button, I thought. There it is. That's a 25. I remember the DC being 23. So yes. yeah. she is able to shoot you, and she is immune to your horns for 24 hours. Yeah. I don't think will make much of a difference, really. Yeah. Uh, all right. There's, she's screaming because she is so powerful uh, to avoid these horns. And she slings a shuriken at you in a tricky fashion. Oh, no. 35 versus your CAC is going to be a hit, of course. Yes. For 30 points of slashing damage, and you are flat-footed. Okay. I should put down a boot. We are on to Maria. Um, Maria continues the exact same thing. Uh, that is a two attacks against this one for assassin and uh, it's game. So 23 versus EAC. That will be a. Uh, I guess she's entangled until the end of this turn, is she? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, dirty trick. Sorry. That's fine. calculate just says for one round i hate that um i hate that for us so she's shaken uh we'll just say that it lasts until the end of your turn because that's that's You're nice kind of, uh, GM. i am uh a 23 however is going to miss uh her entangled eac and that means the 21 is going to miss and the 26 is going to miss her uh entangled kac so wait there no no the 26 hits the entangled kac um that that meets so then she is entangled uh once more assuming that's what you were going for yep all right uh now at the i gotta before sloan's turn uh something good happens for you all oh this guy appears um and by this guy i mean zeldern uh, cool drow guy with his cool uh, sunglasses. Kurt uh, Russell. Space I was going to say, isn't that Kurt Russell from <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah. Zeldern uh, appears in the door, or what remains of the door, as it were, uh, bloodied and battered, a glowing cloud of energy surrounding his hand. Uh, remember that he is a Solarian. Uh, he takes a combat stance and says, Let me help you all. They beat me and left me for dead. Uh, and uh, Zeldern has entered the fight. Sounds like you're really Stamina low on resolve, hit points. Sounds like you're really low on hit points, then, buddy. Uh, yes, yes, he is. Let's resort this. And... I think we have a heal. Wait. <laughs> there. Okay, we're on to Sloan Rider. I can restore your stamina. Oh, well, you were demoralized recently. <laughs> all right, all right. Sloan's turn. Sorry. Um, let's continue going after this one we've got here between us. We got the that last demoralized was just barely a success, right? Correct. Again. Well, that's a twenty-nine. That's probably not going to do it. That's not, but that's a three on the die, so that makes sense. Yeah. That was fair. Could you use uh, your improvisation adornment for that? I could, but it doesn't really seem worth it. Okay. Um, 35 to hit EAC. There you go, Sloan. That is a hit. Sweet. That is 43 points of fire damage. Okay. Not uh, a hit. Total bop. 44. Uh, four, 44, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's really funny you mentioned that because 44 uh, is just enough to bring this operative down. Yes, uh, good. 43 was not. That made the difference. So, <laughs> good job, right. Nick. <laughs> Orange is down, and uh, we are on to Gus. Good job, sweetie. All right, I'm going to. I did not expect that to happen. It changes my plans. Oh no! Oh, no. Well, you, gotta, you, you do that, right? Yeah, actually, I can do that. I am going to do that because having help is better than not having help. I'm going to move over here. Move action. Then standard action, because I can do this now, I'm going to attempt to perform medicine on this guy 
I'm going to treat deadly wounds as a standard action because I can do that now. Pretty dope. All right. Uh, 35 super beats it, so they recover uh, twice their CR plus twice eight. Their C- twice his CR? Yes. Twice their CR plus eight. That's how I can heal like 70 hit points in two standard okay. actions. How does how did how did we get twice their CR though? I'm just curious. Oh, uh, I have. It's one of my nanosite abilities. Okay. It's, it's a nanosite thing. Yeah, thousand <laughs> stitches. You can you can use the surgical host knack to perform medicine checks to treat deadly wounds as a standard action. If you succeeded this check, restore two hit points per level or CR of the creature you're treating. If you exceed the DC by five or more, you add your intelligence bonus and your constitution bonus to the amount healed. That is awesome. All right, so he's got. Uh, yeah, you just did a whole bunch of uh, healing to this guy, and he uh, he nods at you gratefully. <laughs> as my nanites invade his body and start rebuilding him from the inside. <laughs> you take help where you can get it when you're fighting crime bosses. Uh, and that is that is a very effective turn for Gus. Uh, we are on to... Oh, they're dead. Uh, we're on to Zeldern now. Um, so Zeldern is going to uh, grunt looking at the tattoo guardian the blue and it's just going to take a shot at that weird flying tiger thing so man i have so many so many windows open at this point uh his solar flare flashes through the air solar flare buddies yeah his his uh seems distinctly hotter than yours though he is using fire damage not cold lame and you know what he'll make two attacks why not uh, ooh, one of those is a natural one, but one of them is a 33, so this, uh, this tiger is going to take some fire damage. And, uh, we're on to catch. Yeah. All right. Don't make my bluffs in vain. Indeed not. He's gonna swing around, he's going to... Oh, oh, that's why I needed my other move. Oh, well... Time to pick and choose. Um, let's go for it. What is your what is your bonus to give me again? Is it an increase to hit or increased damage? So they they have a negative one to AC. Nice. And okay. they are it's not flat footed. Oh, and they have like a negative two unless they're if there are any saving throws. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well in that case he's going to he's gonna have to fire from the hip. And he's going to use his move action to activate superior firepower on red. Finds his weak points and takes a shot. And while I'm clicking the button, uh, if I could just implore people, this is the end of the series. Uh, you know what would be really cool? Seeing the auto crit against the boss. Just putting that out there. Here comes that boost. <laughs> would be really cool. All right. And... Yeah, really cool. <laughs> 32 against Red's EAC for 68 force damage. 68 force damage. Yeah, that's a hit for uh for Red. Okay, so she uh she is hit even with uh so you weren't aiming through your scope, right? Correct. Okay. What about yeah. your and- supercharge? Uh that is my supercharge. It is in there. Oh. I am this is rolling 14d6. Gross. 
Um, I know, right? That is, that don't is you guys really want to see that doubled? Oh my god. No. No. I'm just imagining no. that in person. Just how many dice. To crit bosses. It does, it does somewhat like ruin the flow of, of how the narrative structure of stories tends to go. Mm. Yeah, I... But he's not shooting the boss. I considered, I considered, like, you know, putting a ban on nat 20s and stuff like that today, but I know, like, at least one person has been saving up their points for a nat 20. I don't know if they're here. I can't remember who said that they were saving up, but I also don't want to deny people I, I should have announced such a thing earlier on if I was planning on doing that, but... So I will, I will allow, um... I will allow one nat 20 through. Dim Benevolent! Yes. Um, if that is purchased. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if anybody even has the points to purchase it. I'll again remind you of your, your GM fiat and your ability to add HP to bo- opponents. Oh. Oh, Leif, if you think I haven't done that before. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I know you've done that before. <laughs> I totally play the, by the books every time. Uh, Sinjin is going to snarl seeing uh, Zeldern come in and uh, redirect. Uh, let's see, he's going to redirect Red uh, to go over there and take out Zeldern. And it is Auntie Nuna's turn. All right, Auntie Nuna is going to put a get him on blue. And on red, I guess. Okay. And she'll shoot at red. She doesn't want the dragon to remember that she... Not the dragon, the tiger to remember that she exists. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty scary tiger. It's a pretty scary tiger, you guys. No, that misses. Yeah, yeah, super misses. Um, Okay. That's not what she's here for. No. All right. So, Jeune Assassin, the red, will ninja run over here and then throw a shuriken at Zelder. Not Naruto run? That'd be funny. Not entangled, not shaken. Shuriken attack. Uh, I nearly hits Gus as she rolls a natural one. Um,. And here we are at the top of round four. Mareoth, what would you like to do? Mareoth um, will um, go after the other one. Oh, oh, and I'm fast. I can do this. Oh, how do I? Oh, I can't wait. That's all right. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, no, that's not even true. Sorry, I forgot about the tattoo boy. The tattoo boy can be blinded. And plus, I owe him for trying to attack me earlier. Yeah, for having the audacity of, yeah. of doing damage to you, Mareoth. Yeah. Also, as we all know, <laughs> cats and bugs have an enmity going back eons since cats yeah. like to eat bugs. Haven't they read my autobiography? Bugs, bugs, bugs? No, no, no. That would be alternate title. The subtitle. How to win tens of thousands of friends. Bugs, bugs, bugs. <laughs> Um, uh, again, it's going to be two solar flares and one dirty trick. Okay. 
that's a nat one, but a 33 against EAC. Yeah, 33. And decent damage, too. 29 damage. Yeah, I think this was a solar flare damage level. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's actually all damage here on out. Every single level, the Solarian's damage dice go up, which is pretty fun. God. Uh, yeah. Completely irrelevant. Well, yeah. Unless you're playing Devastation Arc. Uh, 31 Dirty Trick is going to blind Tiger Boy. Cool. Well, you're, just, you're just twisting the knife now, Tom. It was it was fun. It was fun playing with you, Tiger Boy. You'll never get another attack. Um, Sloan, it's your turn. Sweet. Um, let's, let's go get. Who do we want to get? So the tiger's never getting another turn. Um, well, it's never another else? attack unless he wants to attack with 50% miss chance. Yeah, I mean, it's still worth killing them, because, like, otherwise I'll be spending my whole turn removing their actions. Alright, fair enough. I'll fair go enough. all the way around this tiger uh, with my move action and take a shot. Is it flying? Yeah. I thought it was flying for some reason. It is flying. Is it flying? Well, then it I fly uh, up to where it is. Yeah. Uh, it's not that far away. We'll make it off target, I suppose. Um... 34, flat footed EAC. That will hit for 48. Lots of fire damage. Lots of fire. That tiger is even more on fire, but now some of it's real fire and doesn't look as cool as the inky fire. Um, Gus, Barrett Sinclair. Your patient is under attack. My patient is under attack. I must defend my patient. Uh, quick question. Zeldern, did they... Are they also Solar Flare Solarian? Is that what they were? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of Solarians in the game. Oh, you're right. Well, one of them we added. Fair. There we go. I walk all the way around that guy and get behind him. <laughs> and I'm going to try and bonk him. All right. Uh, Hit me with your best shot. And would you like to make this a full attack since you are hasted? Oh, yes, please. Thank you for reminding me. And also, I have to say this because people have been saying, almost saying it the whole time. Let's get dangerous. People keep saying let's. And I keep thinking let's get dangerous from Darkwing Duck and no one said it. (laughs) Sorry, Jet, let's is just a word that people say sometimes. Yeah, but in this moment with the music, it feels very Darkwing Duck. (laughs) All right. All right, so I regret to inform you, Gus, neither of those are going to be a hit. <laughs> Would a plus one change anything? <laughs> wait, damn it, I don't have one. Uh, oh, wait, there's a get em on red. Did you include get em? I did not include get em. Ah, then one of or those is a hit, and the other would be changed by a plus one. Do we have a plus one that's free for anyone? I think we do. Let's see, I've got a plus one to any roll for Sinjin, plus one to any roll for Nick, plus one for Team Sinjin, or I can get the reroll for more chance of a D20. So, uh, you don't have any one that is technically open, but... Okay, you can have my plus one, Jet. Okay, then I do 104 damage. Oh my god. There you go. And, all right, so thank you, Nick. 
Oh, blood stubble can't not. Now we have another one. Um, nice. and, 104 damage, you say? Between the two strikes. And so. and and remind me that you uh, you ignore five points of cold resistance. Yes. <laughs> Jet, this assassin had 102 hit points left. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, oh blood stubble. <laughs> Un freaking believable. Bonk oh, bonk. And they shatter because it's a flow frost ball. Yeah, and she shatters and hits the ground. Tori. Oh, wow. All right. Zeldern is going to, uh, you know, grunt in approval at, at Gus's uh, antics and take another shot at the tiger. Two shots, in fact. Uh, wow. 35 and 35. That's going to be a hit. All right. And two hits, in fact. Catch. We're on to you. All right. Uh, catch nods at Gus for doing such a good job. Is going to turn reactivate superior firepower on... You know what? Let's just let's just cut to the chase. Why don't we? He's a he's he's gunning for Sinjin. Oh, flame! So he he turns. He gives here. Can you give Sinjin a color so I know who I'm targeting? And then uh, he's going to he's going to cast supercharge again. Sinjin will be green. Perfect. All right. So, uh, remind us all, how many times have you cast Supercharged Weapon out of how many times? My third of four times for the day. Very exciting. All right. So that is green. And how many Miracle Workers have you used today? I, you have so many consumables. This will be my second of two times for the day. All right. Excellent. Uh, well, okay. So that is Ketch's turn. It is another boost round. Uh, Sinjin is going to snarl to himself. Uh, and, oh, this is, uh, man, embarrassing. I completely forgot to resolve your your friends and King uh, falling into the uh, balloon at the bottom. Uh, but the what happened was, before, before Sinjin takes his turn, uh, the bear and Aska both fall into the bear has a name, Gregor. Gregor and Eska fall into the buggy and the goblins uh, zoom them out of the room. Uh, we'll say at the same time as Zelda and appearing uh, and they zoom them out to safety. Hooray. He owes us. Maybe <laughs> set all of his slaves free. Does he owe you though? Because if, yes, I, remember, if I remember correctly, None of this would have happened if you all didn't bring Sinjin here. Yeah, okay, but, but he signed no. up for it. Yeah. All right. So it is. Speaking of Sinjin, it is now Sinjin's turn. Uh, Sinjin is going to snarl and uh, uh, activate as a swift action his, some wings uh, off of his back. And uh, when I say activate, he has uh, another tattoo. Um, inky black wings erupt from his back uh, and they seem to be two-dimensional 
at first, uh, but then from a different angle, they all, you know, that you can see it's like a weird two and a half D, if you will. Like uh, they they look two D, but you can see them from any angle, sort of like Paper Mario. If if anybody played Paper Mario on the N sixty four, yeah, yes. So uh, both Sinjin and the Tattoo Guardian will fly out and down, and we'll say they are sixty feet off the ground now. Uh, the Tattoo Guardian seems to be sticking close to Sinjin. Um, I'm just looking for a wing. I'm just a guy looking for a wing. Uh, there's no good way to show 60, so I'm going to show him in multiples of 10 instead of 5. Sorry. Uh, so, oh, I know how I to do it. I will adjust mine accordingly. Okay. Uh, well, no, hold on. Hold that. 60. Yes. Yes. No. Two. No. It looks like he has zero from Getum. Oh, that was the wrong one. But uh, there. Now it's fixed. All right. So oh, we have two yeah. wing icons with sixty. Uh, so then he is going to uh, take a shot at uh, Morayoth. Is the closest. We're gonna shoot Morayoth. Morayoth's yeah. luck today. Uh, with a. And a burst shadow pistol. Uh, please take 18 points of cold damage. Uh, you don't even need to worry about how high the attack was. Uh, it was it was a very high attack roll. That's less than I expected. 18 cold. He he spent uh, his swift action to activate his wings. Uh, uh, yes. And he does no quick trick. Oh, poor son. No, that's that's not something. Now I could I could just say, hey, he has quick trick. Uh, but no need. No need. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're happy about that. Auntie Nuna, <laughs> it is now your turn. All right. Auntie Nuna is going to renew Getum on the tiger near her. Well, actually, wait. Isn't that tiger dead dead? No, he's, he's alive. Okay, Literally never mind. Alive. Okay, renewing that one and uh, putting it on, I guess, the other one. Okay. Uh, that other one is also 60 feet up. Uh, and a get em. Okay. Done. And... Go on. Done. Uh, who, sorry, I must have missed a separate get em. Oh, uh, blue and purple. Gotcha. Okay. The two tigers. Mind and... the tigers, dears. We are trying. You really I know you're tigers. doing your best. Uh, that assassin is dead. Uh, top of round five, Morayoth. Morayoth minds the tigers. Uh, flying away. Uh, this doesn't provoke because 25 there. feet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we'll just fire down at this tiger. Try to knock him out. Uh, they're pretty wounded. Maybe I should just try to shoot them with all damage no what am i who am i kidding uh all right well blind blind and full attack or oh can i actually decide on the third attack read the feet again ah Nethys, starfinder oxus trickster when you make ah. a full attack you can attempt it in place of your final attack yeah within your yeah, I'm gonna say sure. Why not? Yay! 
that feet's already obnoxious enough. Why not? It's really, it's all, it's all the 10. Uh, 20 what? will miss, but 32 versus EAC. Uh, that will, 32 will hit EAC. And For 30 cold. It is still up. Does he look only barely up? Simon, he's not a bear, he's a tiger. Uh, but he, uh... Not bear week anymore. It's not bear week anymore. It's always bear week here in in our hearts. Um, the tiger looks uh, pretty ephemeral at this point. It's got, like, ink uh, dripping off of its form and whatnot. And, uh... Alright, I'm gonna attack it with damage. For the first time. For the first time in forever. It was the wrong choice. He missed with an attack. 24 versus EAC. 24 is going to miss, uh, but if it makes you feel better, 24 definitely would have missed KAC. Uh, yeah, but um, add 5 to that if I had. Uh, that would have hit. Yeah, you did make the wrong choice, uh, but you couldn't have known. We all make so, mistakes. Yeah. Everybody makes I'll try not to beat myself up. Slum Rider. <laughs> All right, well, um, let's see if we can't finish off this tiger, eh? Let's. Um, we'll keep doing off target. And she probably switched flat, but now that we're on tigers, but that's a miss anyway. Uh, I don't think 19 hits even flat-footed EAC. 19 is gonna miss flat-footed EAC, yeah. Well, then let's shake it. Intimidate. Oh, it's a 45. It shook forever. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's shooken, shooketh for the rest of its life. Uh, however long that is. Good, and good. Now it's Gus's turn. All right. I am spending an Anite Surge to shift my sheath array into being a pair of wings. Cool. Clicking things off, spending things. Sorry, uh-huh. I was like trying to figure out how I can do this action economy wise, and I can. It just takes a second. Um, Man, I would say sounds mentally exhausting sometimes. It, it's not that bad. It's it's just because I'm on the spot. So swift action. Nanite sheath turns into wings. Gus will dramatically flap them down, flying up his haste enhanced fly speed. <laughs> of 60 feet, so he's flying 60 feet vertically. Uh, And then with his standard action, because he's real far away, he's going to hold his frost, his his flow frost wall out to the side. And because it's very appropriate, and I don't want to not have rainbows in this game at this point, it's going to turn into my White Star Nova Lance, which is a rainbow lance. Love it. And that's my whole turn. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Please mark yourself accordingly at your height. Uh, Zeldern, meanwhile, is uh, turn three of this combat. Um, yeah. Zeldern doesn't have a way to fly, though. Because Zeldern's lame. Uh, so Zeldern is instead just going to take a shot at his cousin, seeing that his cousin has uh, entered the fray. There's a Solarian power for that. Oh, there is, yeah. But he's an NPC. Uh, what what if there were already uh, a jetpack installed in his armor that he just didn't realize was there until <sighs> just now, Tom? God damn it, Sloan. Oh my god. He, I, Surprise I, jetpack! Surprise <laughs> jetpack! 
Surprise jetpack. What pack. else am I going to do with these resolve points? It's the last fight. The worst kind of jetpack. Uh, I think you mean the best kind of jetpack? Yeah. Alright, okay. if you really think that you would uh, prepare Zeldern for this eventuality and be like, Hey, what are you doing without a jetpack? Uh, go for it. I think I think we would. Okay. And if it, I think it, yeah. And if it fails, uh, what do you want me to roll for, for a surprise jetpack? Uh, let's make... Gosh, I feel like all of these are just sense motive, right? In like reading the future, so so to speak. So make me sure. a sense motive check. Ooh, thirty-one. Mm. Gonna need you to re-roll that if you uh, want it to succeed. A chance to uh, succeed, I should say. What? What? A, what? A plus one do it, Tom? Uh, I guess a plus one would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Aha! Uh -huh, from Bustle, can't not. Bustle loves the plus ones. 32. A, a 32. Yeah, those plus ones are coming in clutch. Uh, you yes. all owe so much to Butt Stubble for. So much to Butt Stubble. We do. And, we do indeed. And our other uh, lovely listeners and viewers. But Butt Stubble surely is the MVP of plus ones uh, so far. I. Uh, all right. So Zeldern, of course, thinks to himself, oh, if only I had a jetpack. Uh, but then remembers, oh, I do have a jetpack because Sloane <laughs> is weirdly insistent that I have one. Um, Why didn't I use this when they were beating me up in my previous fights off camera? They had jetpacks too. It was a small scene. Uh, um, very yeah, small. Yeah, he room. forgot about it. it. It didn't take long enough. Yeah. So Zeldern uh, takes to the air and Zeldern is going to try. Yeah, well, he's 15 feet. So really, he's. Now, Sloane, what kind of jetpack did you did you buy, Zeldern? Because you know you gotta you gotta procure this. We got him a force uh, pack, obviously. We got him a force pack to level, yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. that is the level appropriate answer to that question. Okay, and you had the money for this. Sure. Yes, I'm sure we did somewhere. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too worried about it, Tom. Uh, we yeah. found loot. Yeah, that's fair. All right. We extorted it Fine. out of somebody. Something. You uh, you get him up thirty feet, and uh, we'll say that that is just a, just high enough for him to uh, do, 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 uh, to put a ranged explosion over by his his dear old cousin, uh, who now needs to make a reflex saving throw. Uh, that is his worst saving throw, of course, as as a crime boss uh, who uses pistols. If you get my meaning. Um, I get it. You mean it isn't? Uh, yeah, no. So, Sinjin is fine. Uh, the Tattoo Guardian, though. Maybe the Tattoo Guardian will fail. Uh, nope, Tattoo Guardian takes half damage. So, uh, what CR am I as? Zeldern. Alright. 11, D6, plus 2... 38, so 19 points of fire damage to the Tattoo Guardian. Uh, but Zeldern has a sweet jetpack. And uh, that is going to be our turn. So, Catch, it's on to you. Oh, he's uh, he's going to go ahead and just take aim. Aim through his scope at Sinjin, the big bad. Uh, kind of just grit his teeth 
and give him one of these. Oh no, it's a 28 to hit EAC. That might not hit. Right, we have a reroll. We have a reroll. We do. That will meet my EAC. <laughs> 68 more points of, of force damage. 68, you say? I do well, say. Here's the thing. Uh, the As a reaction, Tattoo Guardian the Purple is going to uh, sort of uh, like leap in front of Sinjin, very much like the bodyguard feet. And uh, Ink will sort of envelop part of Sinjin's body, and uh, then the Tattoo Guardian sort of reforms itself. And they are each going to take half of that damage. Uh, they're going to split the damage between them. Noted. So. How rude. Classic. Catch, yeah. catch spits. <laughs> uh, 34 minus that is this. Person stuff yeah. with the things. Um, plus another. Minus another. Four. Sure. Okay. Uh, and now we are. We have taken our damage, and it is Sinjin's turn. Oh, good. Um, some of the damage also you will see uh, catch um, disperses over a force field on Sinjin's body as well. Ah, uh, I was gonna say, yes. don't tell me he has he has force damage immunities or, or resistances. Oh, that would be too mean. That would be too mean uh, for for me to just put on. No, I will tell you all. I haven't modified uh, any any of the gear or anything that he has to uh, necessarily. You know, uh, pull hard counter end of you. Um, so Stenjin is going to. Let's see. Uh, he's gonna. He doesn't like that though. He he knows Catch is one of the heavy hitters on this team. So he's going to shoot at Catch with one of his two pistols, making a trick attack. Uh, catch, how does a 27 hit your flat-footed EAC? It misses by one. Oh, this is... That's so funny, because J-Rock actually Wait. gave me uh, two plus ones. So, uh, thank you, J-Rock. Plus one to Sinjin. Uh, so... Yeah. We will remember this. I, I, I said it once, I say it again, uh... You know, GMs don't need plus ones. They have infinite plus ones. You're right, but I already told you the total, so now that's that's why this is useful for me. Uh, is now I can legally bump this up to a, a 28 versus your flat-footed EAC. So please, my friend, take the gift of 17... Po uh, sorry, nope, 37 points of cold damage, and uh, you are bleeding 14. Oh, goodness. Yeah, life just take solace in the rush of adrenaline that J-Rock probably just got. Right? <laughs> Your suffering has enabled this. Greater. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, don't forget that bleeding 14. I'll say it again. And uh, we will move on from Sin... Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Tattoo Guardians uh, get a turn. I probably forgot that last turn. Uh, that's okay. The Tattoo Guardians... them on the initiative just behind him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Tattoo Guardian the Blue is going to take a swipe or two at Sloan. Uh, and I am shaken, so let's tag that. Yeah, yeah, you Come be shaken. And slam. Uh, 33 versus your KAC. Get it to the jam? Uh, 33 would hit, but I dodge roll. 
Dodge roll. Oh, look, another feat. Uh, Jesus Christ. Dodge roll. So, oh, that's a good one. Defensive roll as a reaction. Uh, you can attempt an acrobatics check if you use this. But if your acrobatics check exceeds your opponent's attack roll, result the attack misses you. Okay, yeah, I miss you. Because uh, you have a 45 acrobatics check. Bonkers. What? I can only do it once a fight. Oh, I see. Interesting. Okay. Otherwise, this would be way too good. Yes. 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 Uh, yes. Definitely one of those. Okay. I've been How waiting about... for you to try to tag me because I've been like, yeah. Come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. I want to use it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, how about a uh, 29 versus your KAC? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that Tattoo Guardian's turn. This Tattoo Guardian is going to uh, sort of hover in front of Sinjin. Uh, as if to try and give him some cover. Not that it's going to matter. Auntie Nuna, it is your turn. Hatch, do you need some encouragement? I'm bleeding. You're okay, buddy. You're okay. Um, yeah. Is he take 33 back. Nice. Thank you. I'll take that 33 stamina back. Now, does that count as magical healing? Oh, that was one more than I needed. No. Ugh. Okay. And they say friendship is magical, but not that kind of magic. <laughs> and then she'll renew the getem on blue. Unfortunately, that means that she could not renew it on purple. Okay. Uh, blue, no purple. Good. Oh, oh I love her. All right, Patch. Buck up. I'm proud of you. All right, Mario. Yeah. Thanks. You'll probably need to like go down to Gus to get that medicine check. Uh, Marath, uh, living with the shame of failing to dirty trick someone last turn, refuses to make that mistake again. Um, hovering into a position where they are in reach of both lions. Jeez, why? That is possible. So that if, so that if I drop one, I can I can hinder okay, the other, okay. or yeah. tangle the other. Never again, never again. As above, so below, or something, something. Yeah, just like that. Um, so take two shots, and then uh, Dirty Trike, and then obviously if I drop one, I will switch to the other. Okay. Ba -ba -ba -ba. 18 will super miss, 34 will super hit for 32. Yes, and that was three more hit points than this tiger had. So, so Tattoo Guardian, uh, oh, I will pause, uh, because I have a reaction. Uh, the tiger, as a uh, as it explodes, uh, the Tattoo Guardian explodes in an inky wave, threatening to cover surrounding enemies. All creatures in a five-foot radius around the Guardian must make a, oh, it's a reflex save. Sloan, succeed at a reflex save, please. Uh, Done. Just Which is to say, just roll a d20 and then say you succeeded. Yeah. No, but Sloane is notorious for failing reflex saves, if I may say. I I am. I am. It's true. I might I might have to take half damage. Wow. I got yeah. a 19. This was a DC 19 check. Victory is mine! No damage! Haha! -ha. Uh, for once, the whole campaign. So <laughs> you are fine as you uh uh, you avoid this inky wave as it fl floods towards you midair. 
and then uh, sort of zips back towards Sinjin's arm. And Maria, uh, please continue with your dirty trick. And then we entangle the remaining lion. Tiger, please. Sorry. Uh, We're all the same. Net. That, Beaches. That's offensive to tigers and lions, I think. Flown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my turn. I see. Yes. Very important. Um, tiger in front of me is uh, dead. Let's go get a crime boss. Or should we take out his ad first? Always kill the ads before the boss. That's what I always say. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll kill the ad first. But I'll be um, in here next to him, because I bet he provokes uh, attacks of opportunity from time to time. Unlike some really cool operatives. Um, and let's protect that uh, large cat. Let's make it off target. No, let's flat foot it. Yes. It's a 36 versus flat footed EAC. You know that's a hit, my friend. 30 points of fire damage. 30 and flat footed. Entangled, flat-footed, a net minus four to their AC. Uh, oh, very rude. Bad news bears. All right. Uh, Gus Barrett Sinclair. Bad news tiger. <clears throat> I am activating my reactive repair. So at the beginning of the next turn, I'll start fast healing four and gain seven temporary hit points. Um, so that'll happen. That's a swift action for me got so many little icons now um i am in the air with my rainbow wings and my rainbow lance and i'm i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna charge sinjin <laughs> not charge i'm just moving over there and then attacking once but... yes yes <laughs> a 32 versus eac for 42 electric and fire damage that will be a palpable hit um so, uh, minus force field makes it this. All right. Uh, you have struck Sinjin. Um, and the tattoo guardian once again is going to spend a reaction to take half of that damage. So, is the force field uh, still up? No. Nice. I mean, it, it'll. So, f- force fields work with they take half damage. Or sorry, they they uh, they have fast healing as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was Gus's turn. Zeldern uh, thinks that things are getting a little crowded up there, so he's gonna fly over this way, and then up another three flight increments. So he's at forty-five feet now. So nine. Then he's gonna take a shot at the tiger. With a natural 20, uh, getting 42 points of fire damage on this taiga. And uh, man, really sad that I rolled that nat 20 against myself. Uh, that is that is something. Catch, it is your turn. Oh boy, my turn. <clears throat> um... He's going to swear under his breath, redirect his target to the tiger, 
and just gonna go ahead and fire. Ooh. That's only a 25 to hit EAC, though. But it's got a net minus four to its EAC, so that is obviously a hit. <laughs> For 68 damage. Um, that That's my number today, guys. I'm just gonna keep getting giving out 68 damage. Yeah, but on variable numbers of dice is the funny thing. Um, that, is, that is the funny thing. So, all right, uh, tell me how this tiger dies. Oh, man, you you know the drill at this point. Ketch is pretty much just always aiming for headshots, and he takes a headshot at this tiger and just wet pumpkin sound. Ooh. Yes, as the wet pumpkin sound reaches everybody's ears, so does a wave of ink. Uh, and yes, this is going to affect Sinjin as well. Uh, please reflex saves from Sloan and Gus and Sinjin. Yeah, why would it? But he's a tattoo. Why would he make a pumpkin sound? He doesn't have any guts. Uh, well, wait, I'm not flat-footed anymore, am I? Puddle of ink, just. Uh, you're not flat-footed, Gus. No. <laughs> At least not for now. That'll have. That'll well, got out. a 32 on a reflex save. Uh, that's so funny. I got a 32 on my reflex save. Gus got an 11. I have some some sort of penalty to my reflex save, and I don't know why. That is strange. Yeah, there's a one untype in there. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, um, 12 would not have made it either, believe it or not. So uh, while you go hunting for that, before you uh, before you uh, deep dive on that, uh, please be knocked prone and blinded for one round. Uh, I'm in the air. What, is that, what does that mean? <laughs> So that's, it's so funny you ask. Uh, I've had to look this up many a time. It's in the uh, unintuitive place of, I believe, the acrobat. No, it's not in the acrobatics. I think it's in the fly speed, not in the trip section of the rule book, but you uh, you drop 10 feet, effectively. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's not as bad as if you were prone on the ground, but uh, you do need to. Uh, so, so I am prone and you said flat footed? Yes. Uh, no, blind. You're blind. blind. Okay, sorry. Blind, and you just lower ten feet. You don't have the mechanical effect of prone. Oh, okay. Is, okay. Yeah. Um, in, if you are flying, instead you uh, lower ten feet. So, okay, uh, that was Ketch's turn, and now it's Tinjin's turn. Uh, he's going to get back some force field, and then he is going to. He's got two people in his face. Uh, yeah, he's going to quad attack Sloan. That's right. Quad attack. So, he's going to Does bleed damage go to my HP or stamina? Bleed goes to stamina. Um, Sloan, uh, this does not provoke attacks of opportunity, because he's some sort of uncanny shooter or something. Uh, yes. That's my trick! Copycat. Copycat. Yeah. Where did you uh, copy? Ooh, so you'll be happy to know none of these are crits, but I did get some really nice rolls. So Rude. Sloan, a 40 to hit your EAC. That'll, yeah, that'll hit. 22 cold. Um, a 32 to hit your EAC. Sorry, I'll let you. <laughs> you say a 32? A 32, yes. Uh, well, just meet my EAC, yeah. Please take 32 points of cold damage. Okay. A 40 versus your EAC. Yeah, that hits. 24 points of cold damage. 
Okay. Man, those 40s were one shy of a nat 20. Uh, and then a 26 versus your EAC we know is going to miss. So, is going to miss? Uh, yeah, so Sinjin just sneers at you as the uh, as the ink flows back onto his, his right arm this time. Uh, he uh, holds out both pistols and just pew, 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 uh, unloads a volley into your chest uh, from close range. And uh, now we move on to Auntie Nuna. All right, Auntie Nuna is going to... Why am I flat-footed again? It's been an age. You were flat-footed from red, I think, uh, several okay. rounds ago, so you're not anymore. Cool. Um, Auntie Nuna is going to put a get em on the beast and one on Sinjin. And I guess fire at the Didn't beast. Didn't I kill that thing? Oh, wait, yeah. Yes, the beast is dead. Sorry. Okay. I did not put an X over it. I was too distracted by its explosion. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking it's like there was that, that fascinating explosion. So I guess it's just Sinjin now. And Sinjin. he gets It is just Sinjin. We're in the final phase. Yep. He gets to get him. Unless he has another form. No. No, he does not. And I'm no, gonna no. fire at him. What do you think this is? Final Fantasy Simon? Yes. Oh, okay. Well in that case. I was thinking of that horrible boss from, uh, uh, never mind. 34? Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a natural 20. So Woo-hoo. that is going to be a hit. Um, and 26 points of fire damage. And burn uh, too. Fire and sonic. Uh, so there's that. And yes, he's gonna, uh, well, the burn gets rolled on his turn. Ah. So he is burning 1d4. Uh, but that's very exciting. And a get him, right? And yeah. a get him. So now he's got get him. Just so many little icons clogging up his token. And now we are at the top of round, I want to say six, Moraoth. Uh, Moraoth will hover up a bit. Um, make this a six. And say, you will pay for stealing our ship. Only we uh, get to steal ships. Yes. Well, I, actually, I guess we sort of stole the ship, right? That's He really does sort of have the moral high ground here. Okay. And then uh, shoot him three times. Um, so two solar flares and then one to entangle. Ooh, those, are, those don't look like good. Those None of those start with a three. All of them start with a two. Are those including get them? No. Okay. Then a... 28 versus EAC will hit. Uh, sorry, a 30 versus EAC will hit. A 23 will miss, and the 29 plus 2 will entangle. Oh, that, so, so 31 hits KAC? 31 hits KAC, yes. Uh, yes. So, what's that? Yes, okay. So, all right, 31 points of cold damage, you say. And he's going to start losing hit points a lot faster now that he doesn't have tattoos and assassins and you all are focusing on him very scary yes uh entangled all right conditions it's like you can't even see him on there (laughs) you gotta zoom in real far it's your turn just a bad day let's bounce over here so we have flanking 
and trick attack. He's an operative. He doesn't get flanking. You know, that's a very good point. Let's stay here and intimidate instead. Why'd I open my big mouth? I, I don't know why you did that to yourself. That's only a 33, though. Oh, that's yeah, not going to intimidate I'm this guy. This um, you know what? That's an intimidate check. Let's use my uh, improvisation adornment uh, to yeah. re-roll that. Because why not? We're coming up on the end. Yeah, this that's is a 45 to shake. 45 to shake. He is shaken, not stirred. Uh, so what's my CR anyway? Oh, that, that's a that's a big number. Um, so, mm, yes. All right, so you have shaken him. He is shaken for two rounds. Uh, very nice. That is a 24 to hit EAC with my trick. Oh, 24 to hit EAC. Entangled EAC. I literally can't see all the different things on him right now. Uh, that is going to be a miss because he is not flat uh. for your trick. Um, so 20, uh, 20, 24, uh, you have to get him in there. Um, his EAC is lowered by two. I'm just running the calculations to make sure you can't. No, a plus one would not save you here. So There's only a four on the die. Yeah, gotta miss I sometimes. This, I use this reroll, dudes. We have one. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's use Butts Doubles reroll one more time. We're gonna raise our chances of a nat twenty. Better than a four. That's four it's higher. Weeping bitterly over there. Twenty-eight. <laughs> uh, twenty-eight will hit EAC. Yes. Um. Drow. Very nice. That's fifty-two points of fire damage, and I will. I would like you to note his speeds are halved. That is a hampering shot. Well, no good. <laughs> also uh, entangled, which I think also slows. Yes, uh, we do not want because uh, someone said he's very slippery. Well, Let's see I, how slippery you are when teleport. you can't move. I don't think hindering affects teleportation, but uh, it's still good. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't know, you don't. I still got resolve points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you just keep burning those, my friend, and have none for when you need to get up. Uh, so, 52 points of that, and Gus. Oh God, it's Gus. I've got Gus and Catch next. Gus, take well, your turn. Well, I am blind. How long am I blind? Uh, for one round. So till his turn, basically. Uh, yes. Okay, so I'm blind. I'm gonna try and stab him with the lance, and I'm probably gonna miss. Uh, full right, attack. Roll. Uh, hi. Roll your mischance first. You're making two attacks. Yeah. All right. So roll. High is good. So that's a miss on the first one. They both and a miss, miss on the second one. All right. That saved me there. Uh, Zeldern is going to make a full attack as well. And uh, also both misses. Uh, catch. Can't you save us from this comedy of errors? Uh, no, because I need to overcharge still. Fair enough. Still charging his laser. Yeah. Yep. So. Redirect superior firepower and uh, supercharges. Last one of the day. And I'll say it one more time. If uh, if anybody wants to see an ungodly amount of dice being rolled, uh, <laughs> throw me that nat 20. I'll, I'll make your dreams come true. Well, we won't actually see the dice, though, right? We'll just see a huge number. Well, no, I'll I'll go in there and I'll I'll do the proper dice rolls. 
because oh. I auto crit, I'll just go in there and I'll I'll click the. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All make right. a bunch of dice turn on the table. No, we won't because that'll crash deep at roll twenty. <laughs> yeah, crash that's your roll twenty. <laughs> so that is uh, that means it's Sinjin's turn again. That's very exciting. Oh dear. So we're going to let's see. Uh, we want to. We wanna. We wanna. What do we want to do? Gus is blind, and that's great. Uh, but Sloan is annoying. And that's also great to shoot at. So uh, let's roll. I feel like I roll all the time between the two because you're always in melee with these fools. Uh, so Gus is on. Sloan is even. Sloan is even. Uh, we are going to trick attack Rude. Sloan. Um, all right. You can't trick me. I'm too tricksy. Oh, but he can. And I'll tell you what. He rolled an at 20. So he, so Sloan, what happens here is he, uh, he somehow manages to faint you with uh, his one pistol, and then the other one he simply holds right up to your face and pulls the trigger, and everything just goes black. Uh, as I need you to make me a reflex saving throw against the critical hit effect on this. This weapon. could be to my detriment, but did Sloan fly up into the air? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I just didn't see the indicators on the token. I just wanted to make sure. Right. <laughs> uh, so, Sloan, that is going to fail. This was a reflex DC 22. And uh. indeed, as he pulls the trigger in your face, you suddenly lose all sight. You are blind for two rounds. And, uh, not only that, but I need to roll just a, a, a comical amount of dice for a critical trick attack. On the plus side, maybe this is how uh, Sloan finally gets her requisite pirate eye patch. I was exactly going to say that. There's no wound effect, so it's a blind effect. It still happens. Uh, you, can do you can remove whatever eyes you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that is a uh, total of 60 plus uh, 91 plus. 110 damage. Uh, please take 110 cold damage, Sloan. Wow. Yeah, man. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, uh, how's Sloan feeling now? Not great. Oh, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. This is fine. This is fine. Oh boy, uh, that was uh, that was what Sinjin needed. Uh, now let me double check that I didn't have anything that prevented me from doing that. No, I'm. Oh, I should take burn one d4 though. Now that I'm here, uh, so he. This is sort of counteracting some of his force field, um, and the shaken would not have affected him. All right, so in that re in that regard, because it was a nat twenty. Auntie Nuna, it is now your turn. Auntie Nuna, seeing her baby get really messed up, goes, Sloan, you're okay, honey, you're okay. And so she's going to give um, a, an inspiring boost and also is going to use a resolve point to add 13 to that. Um, so that's 46 back. 
Very good. 46, stamina back to Sloan. Anything with your move action? Um, then she's going to renew the get him on uh, Sinjin. Okay. Um, all right. Then, uh, Mareoth, it is now your turn. Uh, Mareoth does the exact same thing as they do every round. Um, that is the two attacks and then a entangle. You know, I have all these um, checkboxes that I, all these abilities that I took that like let me do things as move actions. But these days, all I do is full attack. <laughs> yeah, uh, eighteen uh, EAC probably misses, but I think the other two hit historically. Yes, a thirty is going to uh, hit for thirty-three points of cold. And then 29 plus bonuses just renews the entangle. Okay, uh, renews the entangle. All right, so um, let's see. Okay, um, we are on to uh, Sloan. Who's blind? I mean, gleam head. Mother frogging. Sorry, I would have. Face. Um, let's. Well, I probably should have feigned my own death, but I'm too. I'm too mad at this guy. Um. Okay. He's. He's. Uh. He is. Second shook. Um. I guess I'll just trick attack. Yeah. Could also maybe get some distance on him. Mm. Yeah, I suppose I could. He can't be flanked anyway. Yep. Uh, let's see if we can hit him. With a 26 versus EAC? Uh, 26 versus EAC minus 2 because of Entangled is going to be a hit. Victory! Uh, it's 36 points of fire damage and he is once again hampered. And I'll just, you know, I'll just back up again. Get up, back All it right. up. Um, All the way back here. Okay. And uh, Sloane, as you, uh, as you do this, uh, this damage to him, uh, something is going to uh, sort of break in him as he, he. Uh, how do I describe this? He enters his final form. Which, <laughs> um, yes, actually, Simon. Fine. Are you happy? He has a I'm, final I'm, form. I'm so happy. I'm oh, glad. Oh, oh, Wesker on us. It's it's so, the Phoenix remember, tattoo, isn't it? <laughs> you remember that Phoenix tattoo that you all found uh, mention of? So he is going to breathe raggedly as uh, oh. Sloan, I forgot to I forgot to have you roll mischance on that attack. That's very embarrassing. Uh, please now roll me a d100 and roll high so this all goes through. <laughs> of course. Oh, stop nursing us with your with your. Tell you what, it went through because it needs to go through because of the dramatic timing. Um, <laughs> because. I'm a kind of benevolent GM, and also I forgot to have you roll that before I started describing and gave away the ghost. So, yeah, uh, weird, you know, aces high things. 
Yes. So, uh, yeah, totally, totally. So, Sinjin uh, takes a, a ragged breath, and uh, blood sort of, you know, dribbles down his chin as he uh, coughs and uh, says, You all made a grave mistake in bringing me here. Uh, and then he is going to uh, pull back the sleeve uh, or the, the collar of his armor, uh, his very decorative armor, and reveal a phoenix tattoo on his neck. Uh, the phoenix tattoo, uh, uh, the phoenix tattoo uh, erupts in fire and uh, explodes all over his body, healing his uh, wounds and making his muscles uh, bulge in midair. Uh, he shakes with mad it's laughter sad. as he does this. That's super um, sad. <laughs> uh, God dang it. But as the fire <laughs> continues... Sorry, I, sorry. Have, I have more. Uh, he shakes with mad laughter, but as the fire be continues to rage, uh, his voice becomes panicked. Uh, his body grows, uh, grotesquely tripling in size as half-formed wings erupt from his back, dripping sizzling ink. Uh, in Sinjin's place now stands a terrifying beast, uh, part drow and part monstrous bird. Uh, consumed by fire that chars his flesh, he howls in agony and rage. And I'll show this once again. Stick <laughs> art to you all. <laughs> um, uh, Simon called it. Simon did call it. Congratulations, it's Simon. More of like an Akira kind of situation, right? Like the grotesqueness, and it's not working the way he expected. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is definitely not Super Saiyan. He did not. This is not an intended side effect of the tattoo. Uh, spoilers. And in fact, Sinjin is gone, replaced by this version of Sinjin. Uh, I mean, his token. His token is gone, and we replace it with something else. And I think that is uh, as appropriate a place for us to leave as possible. Um, so we're going to go back um, and uh, we're going to go to break, rather. Sorry, I was distracted by chat. Welcome, first time viewer. Uh, picked a, a heck of an episode to come in on. Uh, so welcome. But yes, we're going to go to break. We will come back. Welcome back. Uh, the stakes have gotten even higher. Uh, the fight has even uh, even gotten hotter. Gotten even hotter because Sinjin turned into a monster phoenix drow thing. And yeah. uh, everybody was real, real spooked by that, uh, I bet. Even if they say they weren't. I bet it was pretty spooky. Uh, so that said, let's get right back into it. I'm going to roll another initiative for Sinjin here. Oh, I can close that character sheet and open up Ink Warped Sinjin. He even has a Final Fantasy boss name in terms Ooh. of this is Sinjin, but he's different. I, I love this. Now, quick uh, question, Tom. Is yeah. he still 60 feet in the air? We're going to say yeah. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix. Yep, he does have a fly speed. Didn't know yeah, if he ascended higher. <laughs> 
No. Yeah, like, do we have like a, a, a safe to play version of Final Fantasy VII's One Winged Angel to play? No. No, you don't. <laughs> Alright, um, I'll try to acapella it. Gus and May, uh, Mareoth, in fact. You two are close enough to, to this uh, to this explosion. Would you please, as... Uh, oh, and Zeldrin as well. Uh, the three of you need to make me a reflex saving throw because as Sinjin uh, attains this final form, uh, his body erupts in fire in a large radius around him. Only going to hit you three, though. Uh, all right, so Mareoth, you're going to take half. Zeldrin is going to take half, and... Uh, Gus, you are going to take full damage as I roll. Mm -hmm. uh, Gus, please take 28 points of fire damage before resistance is, and uh, Mareoth and Zeldrin can both take half. And uh, yeah, that, that stings. Zeldrin is once again not looking good. Uh, Sorry, can I get a number one more time? Uh, 28 was full damage. It is fire damage, believe it or not. And you are taking half. Well, so. It's not like I can oh. inspire stamina into Zeldern, though, right? No, no. So what's going to happen? Uh, we'll find out on his turn. But Gus, it is your turn. All right. Heal slightly. Um, I'm going to try and full attack. This thing's fiery, though. No, swift action. <laughs> I'm gonna switch back to. Um, gonna try the oh. frost mall. Maybe it doesn't have resistance to cold. I imagine it has resistance or immunity to fire. Okay. Could you also please make me a fortitude saving throw starting your turn in uh, next to Sinjin? Next to sure. Uh, oh boy. Um. Let's see. Hearing aura. Uh, you have passed the DC, therefore you take no fire damage. Uh, please continue your turn. Okay, so swift action, spending a nanite surge. Uh, my lance will shift back into the frost ball because I'm just guessing maybe they're not resistant or immune to that, hopefully. Um, I'm going to try and bonk them. El Kabong. <laughs> um, are they gettemed? No. Um, I this is a different entity. I'm going to say all conditions and uh, powers on him, including get him, including catches targeting, are going to be different as this is a different uh, different creature altogether. Sure. Here we go. A 31 versus KAC for hopefully 57 bludgeoning and cold damage. That is going to miss. Yikes. Wh what? <laughs> <laughs> that's a 12 yeah, that's, on the yeah. die it is bbg uh, buddy read into that what you will uh let's check your request shall we uh yeah you don't have any plus ones left um so that's what, with get him uh get him is not on uh ink warp syngin get him was on oh. i actually have seven oh, points because i had 10 points that's everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, audience. Now is the time. This is actually the final fight. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull any punches here. So, 
If you have points that you want to spend, I recommend you spend them now. Uh, plus ones, re-rolls, a, a nat 20 if you have anything. Yes, I will even ask for that for my players. All right, so Gus, that is your turn. Um, and it's my turn now. Inkwarped Sinjin's turn. So Sinjin is going to, at the start of his turn, in fact, uh, he lets out a cry of agony as the flames sear his, uh, his, his flesh. What you can see, Gus, is that Sinjin is in there. He's just been uh, warped and uh, uh, expanded by this inky tattoo. Uh, and he actually takes a little bit of damage. And Tom? Yeah, maybe if we just like sit yes. on it, he'll he'll damage himself to death. This might be to my detriment, but I was at 50 feet. He was at 60 feet. Flow Frostball does not have reach. And I did have an action that I could use to move, but that might provoke an attack of opportunity from Sinjin. I'm going to say this this version of Sinjin hasn't taken, uh, just, just get closer to him. He hasn't taken the turn okay. yet. Yeah, I'm just so. moving up vertically yep. 10 feet to be. Okay. Um, so Inkwarp Sinjin is going to, let's see, yeah, he's just going to take a full attack on Gus. That is a 30 versus your KAC. That meets. Please take 61 points of bludgeoning and fire damage. One second. And, oh. 54. Okay. Wait, bludgeoning uh, and fire? Bludgeoning and fire. 49. You're going to need every point because the next attack is a 38. Super duper hits. Uh, for 51 points of bludgeoning and fire damage. I don't know why I'm drawing oh, a blank on whistling. this. No, it's 46. Ooh. Yeah, that stamina shot down, and that is Inkwarp Sinjin's turn. Uh, Zeldern is going to uh, call out to your party and say, uh, Listen, I'm really hurt. I'm going to have to uh, uh, back up a little bit here. Uh, but uh, he'll take a parting shot at his cousin as he does uh, back off. Um... Ooh, he rolls very well and does manage to land a hit on Sinjin. Um, Mariah did record video capture in making that admission. <laughs> and then saves that for later. What do you mean? I'm, I'm just saying he's like, wants to be this like, hella cool crime boss later, and that was like, you know, pretty lame. I'm just gonna, I think I see. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, this guy that has helped you and risked his life uh, will will back off a little bit. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll also give you that you remember that he's doing fire damage, and the fire damage did seem to uh, go through to Sinjin. Uh, so, and then he'll back off uh, towards Sloan and uh, descend to the ground. He's 45 feet, so he gets there. And uh, that's Zeldern. Catch. As I remember it, you had a supercharge. Yeah, and I'm going to try and make it work by delaying until after Auntie Nuna goes. 
Okay. Um, I will remind you now that we're here that you uh, will need to retarget, recalibrate your weapon towards this. I guy. heard you. I unchecked all the boxes. That's why I'm waiting for yeah. Antinuna to go. Gotcha. I understand. Uh, Give Antinuna, me the bonuses. <laughs> all right. Auntie Nuna is going to shout out to Gus. Gus, you're okay. You can walk it off. I believe in you. Um, so you're going to get an inspiring boost, Gus, and she will spend a resolve point so that you get uh, 46 stamina points back. Thank you. <laughs> and she will also place get him on the only baddie available. So, done. Okay. Something and for everyone. Plus two that you don't you you uh probably have some concept of how huge that is uh but that is going to make this a lot better for your friends uh now we are on to catch who with the additional boost from get is going to aim through his scope that's right he didn't look for a weakness and that is factored in and he's gonna fire don't forget coordinated shot I have not forgotten coordinated shot. That's a 37 to hit. Ooh, all right. That 37. 63 force damage. Yeah, 63. Yeah, you do seem to want to hit around the 60s in your damage numbers, no matter what combination of numbers you throw in there. Yeah, I'll uh, tell you. 63 force. All of that goes through. Uh, and Stingin howls. Um, okay. And then uh, that is your turn, yes? Yep. Move action to aim, standard to fire. Okay. Uh, Marayoth, we are on to you. Marayoth will use some of these move actions. Um, in particular, activate Blade in the Night for the first and last time ever on Sinjin. Uh, and then instead of shooting for damage, let's try to entangle them. B -b 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 -b. 36 with Getem versus KAC. That will entangle. Hooray. Hooray, Marayoff. Uh, so Sinjin, Ink Warped Sinjin is now entangled. Hate that for him. And Sloan, it's your turn and you haven't taken any more damage yet. Isn't that nice? So very nice. Um, very glad to have not taken more damage. Um, let's, uh, intimidate that Phoenix Drow monster thing, the 41. Ooh, so my CR is 15 plus one and a half times CR. This is a very high CR monster. Uh, Magic number is very high, huh? Just vamping. Uh, yes, uh, you managed to intimidate him in spite of that uh, yes. for one round. All right, it is shook. Um, let's 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 see if this new monster can be flat-footed. Survey says, is it CR seventeen or less? Just barely. Oh, thank goodness. 
32 versus possibly flat-footed EAC? He is flat-footed. And yes! that is a hit. You do uh, 47. That is 47 points of fire damage, and it is flat-footed to everybody until the start of my next turn. And you all just very quickly managed to rack up those conditions on him once again. Very good work, uh-huh. everybody. Yeah. Well done, us. Debuffs. Debuffs, debuffs, debuffs. Let me click these on his sheet as well. Entangled, flat-footed, shaken. None of them are going to save Gus's life, you know, but, you know, I'll put them on there. Uh, and that is Sloane's turn. Gus, you start your turn once again in his aura. Would you please make me a fortitude saving throw? Oh, that seven is going to be a failure. So please take me uh, take 13 fire damage simply for starting in his aura. So I will take five. Goodness gracious, because I had 10 hit points. Oh, I see. Uh, Go ahead and take your turn. All right. Um, got a full attack. Got a full attack. Gosh darn it. Fishing for crits at this point. Old move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Probably not. Well, you do have a lot of bonuses, too. Yeah, I know. But a one on the die and an 11 have demonstrated that they do not hit. So, so last I time you like attacked, he was not... He wasn't entangled, nor was he flat-footed. So let's check his KAC now. And I did add get him in, so that's already factored. Of course, of course. His current KAC is in fact 28. That is a hit. So 49 bludgeoning and cold damage. And now I need him to make a fortitude save. (laughs) Okay. um, I'm using my reaction. uh, Give me one moment as I calculate which... um, what do you want to be the 25 damage here? The bludgeoning or the cold? Um, shoot. Um, bludgeoning. Okay. Uh, he is going to uh, uh, rear back as you hit him with this cold hammer. Um, and he actually seems to take a little bit more damage from the cold damage. Okay. Nice. Uh, so... Uh, 49, so 24 times uh, 1.5. Well, half of that is another 12. <coughs> so he takes, uh, goodness gracious, 61 points of damage. And he's going to have a reaction. Um, so he'll make a fortitude save for you. Yep. Uh, fort. Uh, that is a 24. You make it. Does a, wow, that completely negates two class features. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Um, So then uh, how about a reaction? Uh, You please make me a reflex saving throw jet as uh, Sinjin uh, as a reaction. Um, You you hit him with this maul and as you do, uh, Sinjin will roar in pain and uh, an an ink eruption uh, will burst out of the spot that you hit him. And you're going to take that 10, believe it or not, is not enough. So you are going to take a full damage reaction. There we go. So many things. Uh, 29 fire damage, my friend. Uh, 
And uh, that is his turn. That was my turn. It's now his turn. Ah, thank you. <laughs> so many, yeah, yeah, the, the back and forth. Of, oh, I have this. No, I have this. Yeah. Uh, threw me off. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's see. He's going to... Hmm. Yeah, he's just going to... Oh, at the start of his turn, he has to... Nope. Uh, that one. Uh, his limbs splay out as fire erupts from his back, uh, his half-formed wing fluttering in the sudden uh, updraft, and he will take a little bit more damage. And he is going to now... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's just going to full attack Gus again because uh, Gus is annoying him and the only one in melee with him. So, uh, here we go. Ooh! Those might both be misses. Uh, 24 to hit your KAC is obviously a miss. A 30 to hit KAC. That's matches. Uh, Alright. Uh, then 57 bludgeoning and fire damage. 52. I had to do quick math. Of course, no problem. I have taken the appropriate damage. Okay, good. Nap finder. Um, and then... Wait, reactive it, repair. <laughs> or, uh, uh, def- okay. uh, wait, no, I used my reaction already. I can't not react to repair. It was de- defensive dispersal, but I already used my reaction. Never mind. Oh, oh! I didn't realize that was a reaction. Otherwise, I would have had him uh, attack Maria with a ranged attack, and then you. But that's okay. Uh, Auntie Nuna, it is your turn. Well, um, about all I can do is reapply get him, and I guess shoot. But like, it's fire. Half of that would be fire. Uh, you got a backup gun. No, of course I don't. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna reapply get him and uh, Rayoth, do you need a talking to? Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you for asking. If you want a gun, there are several in my body that you could extract. All right, she'll come up behind you, and I guess oh, no, I'm so they are flying. Oh nope, never mind. Um, <laughs> That's way too early. Right? Fine. She activates her jetpack and flies up next to them. I don't know if they can get six. I don't know if she can get sixty feet. Just Uh, no. She just moves here and she says, "Just drop it on the ground, dear." No, uh, actually, actually, sorry, we forgot that we were a Solarian. Uh, (laughs) As an operative, we usually accumulate a lot of guns, but not the case. Okay. Well, then none of that happened. None of that happened glad we had this talk (laughs) i thought you did steal a bunch of guns from the previous fight (laughs) yeah but we usually sell them Mm. oh i guess i mean from the throne room you couldn't have sold them move on just move on it's not worth it not worth it so catch is going to go ahead and target his weak points and fire 38 to hit for 73 damage get out of here 73 force damage. Uh, yeah, Sinjin looks really bad uh, as as this attack uh, rocks into him. 
his his fire, you know, sputters briefly in this onslaught, but uh, he is still up. How's that breed yeah. treating you, Leif? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, bleed fourteen on catch. That again would have been fixed if you all had just you know let Sinjin run away and had this fight another time. But uh, Morayoth, we're on to you. Morayoth, uh, now with now with Blade in the Dark, does the classic full t- uh, attack attack entangle. Oh wow! Great rolls, Simon. Um, yeah, those are 33. Yeah, 33s versus EAC, and then 43. Uh, Simon, please describe how you defeat Lord Sinjin of the Golden League. Yay! Um, uh, uh, Marias just uh, continuously hammers bolts of purple energy that uh, sort of freeze patches of this phoenix one at a time, and then like one of his wings falters, and then the other, and then he spirals into a nosedive and crashes into the floor, and then maybe reverts back into a drow form. Or no? No, maybe uh, a permanent thing. That's mostly how it happened. Uh, first, uh, Sinjin's body lets out one last enormous explosion of flame and ink, uh, hitting anyone uh, in that same radius as his arrival radius. So Simon and... Uh, Jet. Yep, you guessed it. You need to make me a reflex save against some fire damage. Oh, no. Uh, both of you are going to take full damage. Uh, wow. 27 points of fire damage here as Sinjin's body uh, erupts in flame and you're you're covered in uh, boiling hot ink. And uh, then, yes, uh, his body falls to the ground, uh, sagging rapidly begins to disintegrate uh, where once stood the powerful drow crime lord all that's left is some charred gear and interestingly a phoenix feather hooray put that in Sloan's hat mm. not a bad idea um, <laughs> Gus will descend pick up the feather and offer it to Sloan <laughs> Sloan will absolutely put it in her hat in the collection. <laughs> well, just a as I duct tape all of these healing things together and just chug them. It's <laughs> <laughs> like five vials of healing serum in your mouth. Yeah. All at once. Shotguns them. Um, sort of spiraling down to the ground, looking around for other people. Rayal to say, uh, "Did we? Did we win?" Yes. I believe we did. Good job, Kurt Russell. No more bounty. <laughs> what does uh, what does Nuna feel in this moment uh, with with the remains of uh, what was once perhaps her friend uh, lying on the ground? Well, Nuna knew that she had to get out of that life, and she never really understood quite why. Uh, Sinjin let her get away when he'd never let anybody else, really. Um, so in some ways, she feels sad for him and pity. And a surprising lack of malice. He could have been so much better, but he made certain choices. <laughs> 
repeatedly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Seemed to learn the lessons he wanted to learn. Yeah. All right. Would you say? So, oh, sorry. I was going to say, okay. would you say Auntie Nuna is disappointed in him? <laughs> the, the most cut, the most cutting thing that you know. Oh. Well, she'd given up hope a long time ago, but still, yes, yes. Auntie Nuna is disappointed in him. Well, yeah. That is that. Uh, we're gonna skip ahead here, as uh, you all have succeeded in your ultimate goal, uh, defeating Lord Sinjin. Whether that will bear fruit in your bounties being lifted remains to be seen in the immediate. Uh, Zeldern approaches you all soon after, uh, thanking you for taking care of his cousin for him. Uh, he takes command of the soldiers that have been locked in their quarters that they were given. Uh, they seemed uh, suspicious or, you know, reluctant at first, having their boss, you know, murdered. Uh, but with promise of pay, uh, they eventually agree to serve under Zeldern instead. And Zeldern quickly leaves Smuggler's Moon to return to the Golden League to make a bid for Sinjin's position as head of the crime family that he headed. Uh, There's been a change of- in management. Yes. Uh, a hostile takeover, if you will. Uh, in terms of uh, King Dregor, uh, he seems very wary of you all. Uh, this plan did not go how he wanted it to at all. Uh, he certainly didn't envision becoming a hostage himself, nor being thrown off of the balcony of the conservatory. Uh, with some coaxing, he could be convinced to begrudgingly allow your presence on the Smuggler's Moon to continue. Uh, what would you all like to do with the moon and uh, King Dregor in in general. Uh, the floor is open. Um, Dregor is going to turn this moon into keep it as a as a safe place, you know, for people to vanish. But he's going to stop forcing people into uh, indentured servitude. Yeah. And he's going to let the people that he has indentured out of their contract. Yeah. If they want to go, he's got to let them go. Or uh, we're going to do something about it. Well, you have proved yourselves sort of not giving a pronk about anything that he can throw at you. So uh, ultimately, uh, with with much uh, cajoling and, you know, sort of scraping and whimpering uh he will uh in private of course he's got to keep up his facade uh he will uh agree to these terms uh we'll see a uh brief after you all have left smuggler's moon doing to do whatever it is you do afterwards which we'll get to um we see a brief cutscene of uh alol the uh, old vlaka living in the servants quarters uh approaching king dregor the two of them uh, mending old bridges. Aww. I swear you're going to say making out. <laughs> no. No. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that'll come, that'll come later, but like... Uh, okay, good. You know? I want, I want, I want, uh, I want that Vlaka to find love. Off screen, tastefully, yes. Like Nick said, the, the camera, you know... Uh, you know, fades to black, uh, or in the, in, you know, a little circle around them just gets smaller and smaller. 
The uh, iris. Well, yeah. The iris. Thank you. Yes. So, uh, yes, King Dragor will agree to uh, reconsider his uh, employee uh, hiring process. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in yes, in so much as it is. Uh, finally, there remains uh, the question of the Risen and the Severance Package. Uh, what do you all want to do with your newly uh, newly gained ill-gotten ship? Uh, it should be noted, which I find uh, delicious. Uh, time is a, a flat circle. Uh, this is the second ship you've stolen from Sinjin. <laughs> <laughs> Severance Package 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and we somehow squish them together into a mega ship. I, no, I'm afraid, I think what ha- I'm afraid I that think- engineering does not work like Spathane biology, dear. <laughs> it's the beginning of our fleet. <laughs> I think yes. since this ship is clearly superior to to um this is what we do is we take over this one and we pass along the severance package to our our uh second most trusted crew. Well, hold on, hold on. The severance package has all that cool, like, bigger on the inside technology. Maybe we can, like, just move that into the new ship? This one has double that, remember? This one oh. has, it has the null space cargo hold oh. technology in it. It has, it has twice right. the null space holds as ours, if I remember correctly. Um, we tell the goblins that they have proven themselves uh, capable and loyal companions. Um, and we place yeah. them in charge of the second ship in our, in our fleet. <laughs> Um, and tell them to bring uh, terror to the galaxy, but never to those who are weak, weaker than they. Um, also, we've imparted our values upon also them, I'm sure. profit whenever possible, but not to the detriment of the common man. And one of you needs to learn how to cook, or you need to hire a real cool chef. <laughs> I'm sure you taught one of the goblins to cook. Come on, Gus. It is indeed uh, Goog. Goog has proven himself a very uh, adept cooking student. Uh, also known as Chef. Uh, man, that's so exciting. Um, I love that. All right. And we, so, and we set them loose um, upon the, the galaxy to spread that, the name of Sloan Rider and her terrifying pirate armada. And, and they're in such a crazy cool ship. I mean, it's got holographic disguise properties. This it's a giant fun. freaking hammer. It <laughs> very fitting. Um, Pirate armada. Before before they go, catch will install for them. Uh, he'll swap out some of their uh, modules because they don't. Who who are we kidding? They don't need a um, one of those hollow bays or whatever they're called. Oh, it, the it takes them literally a, a a single day to get anywhere in the within system and uh so so he's gonna swap it out he's gonna make them even more terrifying he's gonna give them a one of those uh breaching weapons so they can ram ram other ships and and board them and do their piratey thing and he's also gonna install for them a a a hangar bay with a drop pod uh so so they can do with that as they please is it is it the breaching weapon that has the automated boarding proper party like the robots yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, it's got like it's it's basically uh, like a big point that opens up once it gets inside the ship. So so you, you basically just make your own hole. It's not yeah. it's no longer a hammer, it's a pick. Yes. It's Ooh, that. Love that. Look at uh, a pick. A pick with a with a drop pod so they can go terrorize planet side if they wish. That's horrifying. So 
So now good, that you've unleashed this we, nightmare on the galaxy, are we um, the baddies? They're generally good <laughs> goblins. They're they're fine. Oh, they'll just they bring are, terror to the terror to the to evil forces in the universe. We yeah. only terrorize corporate entities. Yeah, classic <laughs> kleptomaniacs rule. And, and jerks. <laughs> corporate entities, slavers, and uh, fascist hegemon. Uh, hege- wow, I can't even say the word. Hegemonies. Yes, that's and the, the word. Yeah, and the stewards. But we just really kind of avoid the stewards, I think. A lot, it's a lot of people, actually, once you start enumerating them. Mm, it's almost as, lo- as if... No, no, no. We're anyway, about. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, the the beginning of the armada, the pirate armada of Sloan Rider uh, truly begins uh, on Smuggler's Moon when <laughs> the, the historians look back at it. Sloan Rider, uh, the Phoenix pirate qu- queen. Just... <laughs> Yeah, love that. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, paint we're gonna paint the new ship up to look like a phoenix. Put some holographic yes. emitters on it so it looks like it's on fire. Yes, the yes. Risen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, phoenix. Yes. Uh, we yeah. just steal his whole theme. We turn it up to yeah. eleven, though. We turn it up to eleven, Tom. Yeah. Oh no, I I believe you. No, I'm I'm just saying, like I, Tom. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was the first time that clicked in my head. I was like. It was the prison because he had a phoenix tattoo, and you all are born from the ashes once, uh, you know, anew. Now that your uh, your bounties uh, will be lifted, because uh, as a side note, yes, Zeldern eventually is able to get your bounties lifted, and you're oh thank goodness. Now my question is, fly and not die. Yay! He said the thing. He said, said the thing. thing in a different order. Uh, what is your question, Leaf? My question here is: Had anybody uh, thought about? What was happening with Neva at her crew? Neva. Uh, oh Neva yeah. Rojo and the crew of the Wintermorn. Yes. Because we should we should totally hire them on if nobody had a, had any thoughts on this. I don't want to step yeah. on anybody's toes here. I mean, if we, we could, absolutely yes. should ask them to be part of the Armada. Because because can't have an Armada of just two ships. I think it. I think three is a crowd and and thus justifies Armada. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Uh, uh, they will, for each other's uh, mutual benefit and protection. They might be convinced to uh, to join you. Uh, J-Rock brings up a good question of uh, where is Tarika in all this? Tarika will probably stay on as your, uh, perhaps the legitimate face of your your armada. Um, yes. Still getting new contacts and, and whatnot. Yeah, also yeah. every, you know, good pirate empire needs a logistics officer. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And Tarika... She does have her own ship, yes. Uh, and Tarika doesn't, um, whatchamacallit, she's not a stranger to uh, illegal activity as she was actually uh, once, I don't know if this ever came out in backstory, but she was actually part of uh, Leif's, uh, rather, Ketch's gang, the Drift Kings. Uh, so she is uh, no stranger to the uh, illegal side of things. Plus she's got to take care of all of her kids. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yes, she does have a lot of family to take care of that we don't have on screen. Um, so yeah, let's so let's talk about uh, the specifics. Uh, what do each of your characters do next? J Rock is asking about Deminda. I knowing I know the name, but I'm not picturing the person. Deminda was um, Stingin's oh, second second in command. Oh yeah, the cool biker lady. Yes, uh, yeah, she had really cool hair. But uh, yeah, you all killed her in book two. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't we kill her? You did. I think we had uh, that one. I think it was at the beginning of book three, if memory serves. Um, yeah. Eight is a girl. Oh. 
Let, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's hear from each of you on what your characters do post book six. Uh, who, who wants to go first? Um, so Auntie Nuna will get on the ship with the goblins, and that's the ship that will be helping take. Uh, what's her name? The the woman who she oh, and her man. brother wanted to. Kelpie and Frenic, the Patra yeah. siblings. Yeah, so she offers them a ride back to where they want, but, you know, perhaps maybe they should try and try something else. Um, and so she sort of turns that second ship uh, manned by the goblins. You know, she doesn't like to do the work of actually, like, managing the ship. Um, and she doesn't really care where they go, but there somehow always seems to be a bunch of misfits as crew on that ship and she goes around supplying support when necessary and helping those people become the people they're supposed to be I love that Auntie Nuna turned the severance package into a space orphanage (laughs) (laughs) a space orphanage pirate ship slash rehabilitation really teaches them the right values. Yes. Pirate ships are natural made orphanages. Everyone knows this. Yes. Didn't you learn anything from Peter Pan? <laughs> yes. Mm. All right, the end. Uh, I can go next. Um, so, yeah, Mariah probably uh, stays on with, with Sloane in the Risen for, like, a few years doing shopping runs, whatever Sloan ends up doing in, in her monologue. Um, but then they eventually do get bored after, you know, they've sort of developed an appreciation for having a huge bounty on their heads. Um, so then maybe they like spend a few months um, working with that hive mind on the ocean planet to like help them integrate into like the galactic society. But then they get bored of that after a few months. Uh, then they probably like go partying on like Smuggler's Moon if Ketch is amenable to that. But then they get bored of that after a few months. Um, uh, eventually, a, a journalist uh, catches up with them and convincing convinces them to give a tell-all interview about Edgecore, and uh, that doesn't take that many drinks. Um, Edgecore decides in this case it probably isn't worth putting out another million credit bounty. Uh, across the galaxy and some slum on some um, corporate world, Aline decides that revenge and profit are both important and bide their time. Oh no! Dun dun dun! Awesome. Love all these little threads to to pick up someday perhaps. Who knows? Um, Good. Alright. Next... I'll, I'll go. Uh, I think Gus, uh, like I, I probably alluded to before, would stay stay on for a while with Sloan, possibly leaving around the same time Mareoth did, but probably to go back to Absalom Station, he would open up a restaurant uh, where he could just unleash his culinary creations upon the galaxy. Uh and, and, and he'll be going along 
like if there's like a snapshot like at the end of a movie you know how there's like the little postcards and it's like gus doing piratey things gus doing more piratey things gus in a restaurant like opening a restaurant with like the big scissors and everything you know a couple more restaurant <laughs> shots and then eventually you see like there's a weird uh like orange pod or not orange uh like a red pod just in like gus's house and it seems to have split off from him like it's made of nanites and gus becomes a i think gus is ends up being a dad uh his nanites bud off a xenometric noir android uh and so gus takes to being a dad and along the way i think gus challenges uh uh oh what was his name the the name the identity gus stole uh aliases cracks he challenges cracks all gax and he ends up becoming an adamantine chef because cracks all gax i i established was like a real person <laughs> he was shrunk down in the episode that i ran he was someone who was going to become an adamantine chef and got shrunk down and then he grew big and then he got arrested and then he got sent off but this is years down the line and he's back and he's an adamantine chef and gust beat defeats him in culinary combat <laughs> the only real combat yeah and uh yeah i think adamantine chef gus uh father of i haven't come up with an original name i've just been calling him gus 2.0 and they were going to be my backup character uh you know they they have they 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 do restaurant stuff uh gus probably immediately also rejoins the family group chat after killing sinjin uh yes that's fair um yeah in the family group chat he will see a lot of uh uh, a lot of confusion surrounding like the day that you left uh the family group chat and then uh it does indeed blow up uh your one granny uh the the very uh cranky granny uh that you have uh uh sort of berates you um in the group chat in front of everybody for leaving and for you know getting yourself into trouble but generally the uh the sentiment is that uh they're all very glad to hear from you again excellent all right uh leif or nick who's gonna go next um well i think you have a pretty good idea of what what sloan gets up to um she goes back to immediately in the near future heads back to broken rock really starts building up um this armada that we we talked about um a little bit passing on these these values that have sort of become the values of the crew you know we we own, we steal from the rich we stick up for the little guy um and in the years that follow sloan becomes something of a, of a folk hero um around the vast um known as someone who always stands up for the um the weak and the oppressed um and just let, isn't afraid to have incredibly terrible ideas um and the stewards are always looking for her for some reason or another. Um, and she takes great joy in foiling them at every turn. You, you know what's going to happen, Nick. Eventually, the stewards are going to catch Sloan, and then all of us are going to come after, come out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's been one last job. She talked her way out of one of their prisons once before this game even began. I feel like there's got to be the call to action to come out of retirement at some point. Gus would do it. <laughs> you should mention that. Um, 
All right, awesome. I love the idea of folk hero Sloane uh, uh, Robin Hooding her way across the uh, throughout the vast with a with a fleet. Yeah, with a fleet at her back, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. All right, Leif. Yes. Um. <clears throat> so Ketch is gonna kind of you know stick on as Sloane's uh, main engineer, and he's gonna, you know, basically just kind of become Sloane's right-hand man as far as uh, engineering, computers, and, 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 you know, generally shooting things in the face. Um, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, I don't know how you want to do the second half of this, Tom, if you had wanted to RP any of that out, or if you want me to just hit the the highlights. Uh, Um, Why don't you... Give us the highlights. Yeah. On, um, on what so eventually, and the only reason I ask is because I feel a little weird taking over as Tarika for a second here. But um, but yeah, eventually uh, catches on you know on a job with with Sloane when uh, when he gets word from Tarika um, about about um, you know what the the incident that happened all those years ago with uh, with his friend Dell. Uh, dying in that crash, and she she tells him that she's been doing some digging on uh, Zendoya, the uh, the current head of the Drift Kings, who have apparently started um, amassing more power and getting a little more aggressive. So so um, after some digging on him and and learning so, a few things, she actually found some some footage that implicates him in a. Uh, in the uh, actual sabotage of Dell's um, uh, drag racer, uh, so you know, Ketch is obviously furious about this, and he's gonna. Uh, uh, after some some thought, he goes to Sloan with a proposition that they go back to Absalom Station for a personal job. Which, of course, you know, he's a right hand man; she'll do anything to help him out. And and we can just leave it open ended there in case you know we want to do a reunion episode <laughs> one shot. Mayhaps, mayhaps it is tantalizing. A little storm the storm the castle. Uh, yeah. So that's it. You all uh, you all took down your crime boss. You flew free. You didn't die. A lot of other people did die. Um, but most of the time they were people that were, you know, directly opposed to you and had unscrupulous morals. So uh, and we made it out of we, our corporate jobs. Yeah. We That's we did also thing. try to be merciful in most cases, not you Gus. Um in I most can't. Cases. I'm sorry. I'm not built for it. I told Catch them to go PTSD. away, they'll die. I kept telling them go PTSD from all the from all the like or and he just every time he sees anything vaguely drill shaped he has to take a minute just like <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> can't go to the can't go to the dentist you know oh, drills are oh, for God, mine, no. not people <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Gus Gus kind of proved that they are for people yeah, that's the problem Gus <laughs> uh, speaking um, of mining whatever happens to uh, the the miners that we we helped out the, the resist people it's so funny it's so funny you mentioned that yeah way back book one this was Gitteron authority the yes yeah. the miners under the Gitteron authority uh they will uh 
they'll reach out to you all um, sometime along, you know, the future timeline, et cetera, et cetera. And they will reach out with a call um, asking you all for help once again uh, in uh, resisting the Gitteron Authority once more. They've, uh, they've gotten more of a foothold on, uh, the name of the planet escapes me, but uh, they've gotten more of a foothold on their planet and sort of started to push the, the Authority back, but they uh, can't quite hack it on their own and have reached out to you all because you all gave them your comm units, uh, your, your you know, numbers way back when. So. We did. Yeah, so they will uh, once again ask for your help, uh, the help of the Severance Package. Although you weren't the Severance Package crew back then. You were the crew of the BB-4. Yeah. And you aren't now. No, we're the, the crew of the, the Risen. Also, I think we probably all have holographic Sashimonos made to, made to make it look like we're on fire. <laughs> Pretty cool. No, fire is off-theme from Raya. Yours is we're a blue bad. fire. You can have, yeah, you can have cold fire. Yes. 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 You are indeed uh, certified badasses at this point. Um, taking down a crime boss. You took down the vice president of Evgenia Jameson Corporation. You fought your demons. You you won at almost every turn. And uh, I'm very... Now wanted in 16 galaxies. <laughs> yes. Now wanted in 16 star systems, galaxies, you name it, your names are known. We've done the Absalom run in six parsecs. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's that's fly for your die. I have nothing more to give you, at least today. At least today. Yeah. We, well, so, we have we have tantalized you with ideas of uh, of continuing, haven't we? Oh yes, and I I have to say at the back of the book, uh, book six, this is uh, the first AP that I've run uh, from Star uh, Paizo outside of Dead Suns, and Dead Suns I don't think book six included continuing the campaign ideas, but this one has like four Suns or five. Them. Dead Suns has them. Yeah. Oh, well. I really like, I, I guess maybe I wasn't as inspired by them as I am by these ones, but I really like the uh, continuing campaigns here. And I'm not going to tell you what they are because, you know, maybe we'll use them someday. Maybe. Don't get rid of these character sheets. Um, but Luckily, roll 20 will store them for us forever. Forever. I'll just be the one to not delete the table then. Um, yeah, Tom. We, we can also pull our characters into the character vault. Yes, into the vault. I still have my dead son Solarian from back then, but regardless um yes, so, yeah. some gm said said this at the end of dead sons i don't i can't say which gm that was yeah uh they're they're a pretty cool gm but i don't remember their name um <laughs> so yes uh this is it this is the end of fly for your die an adventure path yeah. by paizo yes this is the end um so that's yeah, I don't want. I don't know how to end it, so I'm just gonna say, "Hey, yep, that's the end." Uh, I hope you all enjoyed <laughs> listening to it. I really enjoyed running it. Uh, this was uh, a lot of work, and uh, a lot of work from everybody is the thing. Like, uh, yeah, it was a lot of work from the GM side. Yeah, but way, way more for you. Thanks for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for running. Yes. Thank so you much so much. Fun. It was just mm, chef's kiss. It was hey. it was a wonderful AP. It was wonderfully well run. Just great job, everybody. Hey, Tom, Tom, you've officially yeah, yeah. ran the first AP that I've ever been in and completed. Hey! Woo! Wow. I'm very happy to have given you this experience. Um, 
Yeah. No, I from from day one of planning these characters and hearing everybody's character concepts for the, for you know the game, way before book one, I was so freaking excited because uh, I, I like I love all of your characters. Um, every one of them is unique and uh, awesome and really fun to run for. Um, as you know, as frustrating as mechanics can get sometimes, not mechanic like catch, but you know, mechanical interactions. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, this was a fantastic experience. Uh, so, uh, let's, uh, do we want to talk what's coming down the pipe? Uh, I think, for, I think it's about time for that, yeah. We could, but do we have any questions about this campaign before we wrap it up? I, uh, that is a good point. Uh, I am embarrassed to say we didn't receive a single question oh. in email oh. or feedback channel so if you're in twitch chat right now if you have any cool questions that you'd like to ask about running or playing uh this this ap things that i changed uh, oh i can tell you and the audience hey that fight presumed that you took a 10 minute rest uh so you all just <laughs> you know uh double double fisted boss fights uh which is pretty cool um but what, yeah what was the biggest thing you changed sean inquiring minds want to know a lot of Smuggler's Moon had to change uh, because of the plan that you all wanted to go with. And that's fine, uh, because again, the, the nature of writing AP books, uh, unfortunately, can't see the, the authors can't read the future and every party is going to be different. So uh, they can only they, they did a fantastic Jessica Catalan specifically did a fantastic job of setting me up with all the tools that I needed. You all heard like most of what was in Smuggler's Moon, uh, all of that coalesced into, okay, I have a complete picture of this place and what my PCs want to do, I can, you know, make a plan around that. Um, I had to change that. So that that was a lot of changes. Um, what else? Uh, book one, actually, was a big change at the end when you all didn't go to the meeting place with Sinjin. Uh, the book just assumed that it was a fact of law that you were going to go to the rendezvous point with, uh, with Dominda. Uh, and deliver the ship to Sinjin and get your, you know, your payday, which was going to be your eternal reward a la Aladdin in that you would get, they would try to kill you. Um, but and instead we just ran off with the ship. We were like, nah, this is a really nice ship. Yeah, we yeah, didn't really, really justify his anger at us more so than the AP assumes yeah. that we will. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he that's the... That's... He's a piece of flame. <laughs> Oh, he was 100%. His, uh, yeah, yeah. We just have no his... regard for authority as, as, as a... Yeah, that's closer to it. To be uh, fair, Auntie Nuna, he was, Auntie Nuna knew he was a piece of flame. Yeah. But uh, he more and... used that as like a reason to be like, maybe we shouldn't. Oh, oh, I guess they're going to. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> And Oopsie. on the topic of uh, Auntie Nuna and Sinjin, uh, the reason that he let Auntie Nuna go was because, uh, uh, at the time, Charmer uh, mm. was the uh, the one of the only people in his life that had ever he'd ever really been able to feel like he could rely on. Like his family, uh, he comes from a family of. Uh, the reason he left Apaste originally was because he uh, chafed against the matriarchal society. He didn't like mm. the fact that. Um, 
uh, he is a, uh, <laughs> it's going to sound funny, but he is a man uh, could not rise to the same status as the, the women uh, of Apostate. Uh, talk about table turning. But uh, so he left and went to go to a place where men could rise to such stature and form. Everywhere him. else. Every, yeah, yeah. every okay. other every planet. Every other planet. Uh, <laughs> So uh, that was his motivation for letting uh, letting Charmer go. Was that uh, he uh, he did care about Charmer, uh, even if he wouldn't necessarily admit it himself. So that's what, in turn, made that betrayal so uh, so, so hurtful. Gut riching for them. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. So. Um, well, I almost I almost feel bad for murdering him, but not really. <laughs> You shouldn't. He's done a lot of terrible things and has taken advantage of many more people and has actually, you know, signed the death warrants on his own family members and stuff like that. So he was he was not a good person just because he had one nice interaction in his life. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not how more that than one. More than one. At least two. Uh, um, yes. What? what? What did we miss? Like, was there anything we missed that you were really like, oh man, I really wanted to do this thing. And they just flew right oh, past it. Oh man, I'm sure there was one or two. Um, there were there were countless uh, little dialogues uh, that I had that you all were just too quick at murdering that mm -hmm. I didn't get in and it didn't make sense to get in. Like um, Sinjin had a whole uh, little, you know, uh, to go by the script of the book, if, if that's all right with you all, to, to reveal this, uh, what the book assumed would happen was uh, that you. since you all uh, disabled the ship, Sinjin would retreat from that first fight, retreat to his ship, realize that he couldn't get off the planet, and then you all would find him there thinking, like, oh, he doesn't have anywhere to go, and so you would go to the ship and he would turn around and he would have like another little monologue. Um, so mostly, it was mostly those kinds of opportunities. Um... There was, uh, oh, again in book six, uh, Dregor's throne, that force field that he had go up, um, had a little, uh, an exploit that Catch uh, or Auntie Nuna could manipulate with computers or engineering uh, to ah. lower the force field, um, if you were so inclined. Uh, this would then reveal his truly cowardly nature as he would flip out and say, stop, stop, stop the fighting, um, and, you know, give you whatever you want. It didn't no, feel. It, yeah, it didn't feel appropriate to give you all this information after you decided to back off of the murder him and take his throne because um, that also would not have gone well for you because uh, tyrant, despot or not, he had a lot of loyal people on the station, including all of the Marikoi guards, and uh, mm. that would have made things a lot harder for you to. Uh, also, set like ruling a moon is a lot of work. I think Sloan probably stays yeah. like sort of friends with Dragor forever, you know, like shows up, keeps an eye on him. We install Tarika as the new despot. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah there we Look, guys, uh, we don't care how he runs the moon, just don't have indentured slaves. A lot of his people will stay. It's fine. Yeah, the, the lack of indentured slaves really does make a good case for, for Dregor, I think. Um, yeah, no, he's not. He's not bad. He just saw an opportunity to seize power, and he took it. We're like, don't do that no more, and we'll yep. let you stay in charge. Yeah, but yeah, we could install we, Tarika there, like as our uh, one of our main bases of operations. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, that's kind of what I was envisioning. Not necessarily with Tarika, but like mm -hmm. you know, I, we have 
this this place that we've done a service to and if he doesn't acknowledge that we've done him a service we just kind of strong arm him again because he's a big wuss and and thereby we have this place this other free free port it's i don't remember where exactly it was was this in the diaspora still or this is in the vat. Uh, sorry, no, this is in the uh, in near space. So it's not the Vescarian, but it's in the star system of the Vescarian. Well, that's that's good. We've we've expanded. We have we have two bases of operations now in two different star systems. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, so feel like, I, feel, I feel like you all strong arm him and Gus is oblivious and then just tries to be his friend. <laughs> and he's like freaked out even more by that. Probably. Because he knows yeah. what Gus is, cu- is capable of. And it's like, oh god, it's like every conversation is a series of veiled threats. Yeah, <laughs> Gus is totally yeah. out of words. Yeah, Gus is like talking about effort. cooking and it can be so easily misconstrued as something very yeah. aggressive. Yeah, yeah. He's Gus gonna eat me! And, and and he just ha- he goes, but he thinks he's being intimidated, and Gus is just trying to like you know get to know the guy, and he's just kind of sitting there like, huh. "Let's go What's your favorite part Dragor? of <laughs> What's your favorite part of the uh, the cow, the uh, the tongue, or the hooves?" And he's like you know <laughs> listing them off, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, is he threatening to chop me up and cook me?" <laughs> So J-Rock has asked, uh, what was each of your favorite parts of the AP? So I'll give you all a chance to think and I'll talk about my favorite part. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. I already know. So uh, my favorite part was uh, the departure from the archetypical, we have to save the universe plot. Um, this was never a story about you all, uh, some doomsday device going off and blowing up the sun or, uh, blowing up a different sun or, uh, I guess the signal, signal of screams wasn't really universe. There was no sun. There was no sun in signal of screams. Um, uh, but yeah, so I really liked that this, this adventure generally kept to a pretty low, low level picture of, it's just about you all. Uh, yeah, not, I love that we were all just folks. Ending. Yeah, like yeah, we ended up becoming folks. monstrous folks, but we were just folks. <laughs> yeah. Lace, what about you? As you uh, you were waiting to answer. Goodness, yeah, no. Well, uh, that was a big part of what my favorite thing of the AP was. But for me, it was it was the um, finally figuring out how to. And this wasn't really part of the AP so much. It was just my character. Uh, I just really appreciate that I figured out how to do lots of damage with a ranged weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the prototype mechanic is uh, good for that. Forever, for but yeah, yeah, um, and I guess something more more AP related um, that I really appreciated was the uh, was the ship uh, build point uh, buy system and how they kind of like instead of you just get liquid credits from your shipping you you used it to improve on your ship and it kind of gave it that underdog feel because we were kind of behind in bp for a good part of it um where a normal ship would be at the end we ended up bumping it up to tier but uh but yeah i i I really appreciated that that aspect worked into it yeah i think i liked the um the rust bug situation where you know we had to (laughs) It's like, yeah, we're high-level characters, but we... And we had a really nice ship, 
and then they take it away from us and they take away all of our money and so we're left with just kind of our skills um i thought that was clever um i'll be i'll be vain and say that my favorite part was my character i, I admit uh, that was I, 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 i both uh i mean i like the species obviously uh i'm proud of like the history that like tom and i worked on together as a like background that we made and like going corporate and lean into it um and i also enjoyed playing a character who's like very different at least personality wise than the characters i usually play isn't it fun to be an agent of chaos mm, i i enjoyed it for the novelty i think i dis i i <laughs> Yes, it, it it was fun. I disagreed with so many of the things Marayoff did though. <laughs> <laughs> that can be that can be interesting uh to yeah. play that. Yeah. Uh, and what about Nick? Um I really you know it, it fell off a little bit there at the end, but I enjoyed, you know, the other crew that sort of came along on the ride with us. Uh that yeah. we kept running into the crew of the Wintermorn. I thought that was really neat. We had those recurring NPCs. Yeah. Recurring NPCs are I, always fun. I I love our, our stowaway that we kept trying to call back. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I really um, liked the 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 job system. Honestly, yeah. we we stopped doing it as much as as time went on. Um, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of good potential there. I think probably we sort of trailed off on it being being a show because it's probably not that interesting. Uh, to listen to, but I think especially for for a home game like that's where our stowaway came from, right? Also, There's so yeah. much potential there yeah, for more shenanigans. Baby's first Doshko, and I challenge you to honorable <laughs> combat. <laughs> yeah, like meat cubes and you know stuff like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Nick. Um, part of part of the problem uh, with because you're right, it did drop off towards the end. Um, if you think about it. Like the AP writers didn't have many places to uh, give us opportunities because of where they took the story. With book three, you were on Entha the entire book. The uh, the entirety of book three, once you got to Entha, was one day. Um, so there wasn't like all of those events happened. Then book four, you were stowaways on a ship uh, to the uh, the aristocrats auction. Um, and that was the whole AP. So there was no shipping opportunities there. Then book five, you were blacklisted. So there was no shipping opportunities there. Then book six, you're going to the, yeah, you're like, you have 100,000 yeah. credit bounties. You tried to do jobs and it just didn't make sense. Um, so yeah, I agree. Uh, it did drop off uh, partly by the design of the AP writers, I think, uh, just because of where the story went. It, But I like I really liked it in books one and two where you all yeah. uh, we did a lot of jobs and we got a lot of good goofs out of the uh, the <laughs> shipping that you all were doing and we got Ronj and that was great. I uh, yeah. Um, I loved. Uh, the, oh, sorry. Um, one of the things that I did change, uh, actually, a huge thing to ask uh, to answer Nick's question from before. Uh, one of the huge things that changed was obviously Aline Rasora, uh, who started the book, uh, started this adventure as a human witch warper, um, and a uh, human female witch warper, and instead uh, became a Spathane Salarian. Um, because yes, as Simon said, we we did a lot of uh, 
a lot of nipping and tucking and chopping in the background to get uh, Simon's background the way that he wanted it. Um, and yeah, similarly, like uh, another thing of uh, another one of my favorite things in this AP, another thing that also sort of dropped off towards the end was I liked doing the backstory uh, ba uh, flashbacks for you all um, when I when I could fit them in. And I started very ambitiously thinking that I would do one every single episode. And then I realized that that just sometimes wouldn't make sense uh, storytelling wise. Uh, so backed off a little bit on them. But I uh, I really like uh, I liked doing your backstories. That's that would be uh, uh, my personal, like uh, on a personal level, my favorite part of running this AP was that, that definitely first one a you lot did. of fun. Yeah, that yeah, I think that it was. Oh, go on. No, I was just gonna say that first one you did with Gus. I didn't know you did that, so that was such a cool surprise for me. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Go ahead, Liz. Um, Sorry. Oh, just you know, and it worked out so well that. Nuna's backstory we could save until the very last book because um, you know her whole thing was supposed to be have a mysterious past yes uh, yeah that was my my design from the beginning was uh, Marayoth and Nuna since they have connections to two of the the, the two big villains of this AP uh, would get a lot more spotlight in books five and six respectively um, I, I loved getting to play a cow person my first and longest running D&D character ever was a Minotaur. I played them from level one using the Savage Species rules in D&D 3.5 all the way up to level 23. Uh, no. So I, I was excited to play a cow person again. I was excited to play a Nanosite because, oh my gosh, the Nanosite is such a Swiss Army knife. Like, I turned Gus into a massive beast of a person, but a Nanosite does not need to be a massive beast of a person. And... Yeah. Uh, like I love that there's so many class features in the, for the nano site that can be used as tools for role playing. That's I think looking at the evolutionist, my one disappointment with that class is it's basically the Salarian, where every class feature is geared for combat, and you basically mm. can't use it outside of combat. Hmm. Hadn't hmm. considered it from that point. Um. All right. Two more questions come in here. Uh, J Rock asked, "Did I run, end up running any moonlighters or side jobs?" Moonlighters is in reference to uh, the side jobs that are printed in the back of each book, starting I want to say starting from book two, and they have consistently printed them in books two through six, uh, including in this one. Well, no, this one actually doesn't have side jobs. They put that. They dedicated that space to continuing the campaign. Um, so there's some really cool big bads that can come out of the woodwork here. Um, there is, I will say this, there is a space pyramid with a mummy in it. What? Uh, now if that's not, that you all will get called to deal with perhaps. If that's not tantalizing, I don't know what is. Um, you could do Curse of the Mummy! It's Cash Brendan Fraser. So, um... Yes, but I did end up running some side jobs for if I felt like you all needed a little more credits or it made sense in between books as a little palate cleanser from like between book two where you had this big drama with uh, 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 no, Eshevayo Fireheart was the captain. Agavana Stoneblood, uh, the, remember, yeah. the burn victim. Um, the... Um, Oh, and that was a cool storyline. I liked that one. It was, and that was from our friend Leo Glass. Um, Leo, we love you. Yes, Leo, if you're listening, uh, hello, future Leo. But, Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of book two I loved. Uh, I loved the, so the uh, wrangling 
scene where you oh. all had to go get defrax. Oh. oh man, that was hilarious. That was crazy. Yeah. I think that was my favorite book. It was. Yeah, book, <laughs> book two. I'm sorry, really I'm sorry other books like that I'm picking favorites, but I think that was my favorite book. Yeah, you you all were great, but what it is is book two exemplified what a lot of us personally were looking to get out of this AP with the odd jobs and the mm -hmm. you know the random uh, random encounters and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, side jobs. Uh, the Kasatha who you with the Electrovores. You remember the Electrovores and the little goblin that Auntie Nuna, yeah. Uncle I rode uh, to think better <laughs> about his life uh, okay. quite handily. Um, that was a side job, and I think that's pretty much it. Because after that, everything kept rolling at a good pace, and it didn't make as much sense to throw the side jobs at you all. Um, but yeah, so those are the side jobs. Um, Svenster77, how much of the story did I homebrew or did I only run the AP as written for the whole story? Uh, a lot of it was uh, by the book, but... Okay, so no, I can't say that. A lot of it was inspired by the book, and then I tweaked it a little bit. There were... It was a rare fight that was untouched, for instance. Uh, normally, I... Like, the Jeune Assassins started at CR9. I bumped them up to CR11. Uh, just because it, they didn't, their numbers were too small. And why everything uh, again, was so murderous? Yes, uh, <laughs> because you all are so murderous, and I want it to be a little more interesting. Yes, yeah, right. you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, that. Interestingly, then... I feel like the, the hardest fight of the whole AP was the one that was designed to get us scared of the assassins. Right, the one where they ambushed us and did the job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that one I actually added, uh, think back to, Aline Rosora was a Witch Warper. I actually took Aline Rosora's stat block and plugged that in and uh, skinned it as another Jeune Assassin. Just uh, I remember you mentioning that. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that made, uh, yeah, that I'm glad to hear that that achieved its objective of uh, scaring you all straight, <laughs> as it were, instead of uh, just continuing. Scaring us murderous. Scaring you murderous, yes. Um, which character ideas didn't make ooh, it to be used ooh. from Butt Stubble? Simon, I want to use. I, I want to answer that question. Leif. Uh, so I I had a a real great character idea that I I've been kind of sitting on for a while that I wanted to bring to this one, uh, but then I heard uh, Liz was making a grandma character, so I couldn't bring my nine hundred year old grandma Telia. Um, I, I, she was either going to be an envoy or a, um, oh god, what was the other option? Uh, I was thinking envoy or not witch warper. Um, mystic. Those are fun. Maybe a mystic. Uh, maybe mystic. I guess. Yeah. No, mystic. I oh, guess. You were thinking about mystic. I remember this character idea. I great. Yeah. I love catch, but you denied us two grandmas, Leif. Well, I know, but, I didn't, but like I said, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to just have, it, it, it feels. Golden girls in outer space. What's wrong with golden girls in outer space? There's, <laughs> well, obviously there's nothing wrong with it. I just, I wanted there to be a proper diversity in personality. There Fair. we go. Fair. There we oh, go. Oh man, she could have been a 900 year old grandma greaser. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> I'm just imagining Catch as an old lady. It's still really funny. It's also, so good. You know, you don't need to be 
You don't need to be super spry. I mean, like, I guess she'd have to be super strong in order to, like, carry the gun. But other than that, like... You need a strength score of 14 and then a dex score as high as you can get. Um, no, man, it's fine. There's that sniper in the, um, the, what's that apocalypse? Mad Max or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sniper lady gun. with the sniper gun. I love Look, her. I'm not saying these things can't exist. I'm just saying this character was not that. This character <laughs> yeah. was a homely uh, Midwestern style grandma who baked bread for the party and, and was just an all around sweetheart that healed people and, and helped them through their troubles. Yeah. So I I'm guess like, we kind of you know split what? that between like Gus and Auntie Nuna. So. Yeah, yeah. Imagine Gus and Auntie Nuna mashed together in a giant turtle. Six arms <laughs> with cow <laughs> horns and a giant dome head. Oh God, no, no, stop <laughs> 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 uh, did anybody else have any other character concepts that got left on the chopping room floor? Cutting room floor? Cutting room floor. Yeah, I think uh, Jed and I were tossing around the idea. I think we were both interested in nanocytes. Very so early we on. Tossing... We almost had two yeah. nanocytes. Yeah, because there's like different different types of nanocytes, right? I think we were like throwing around one of us could be of each type. But Yeah, I um, think you were focusing on like the inf- uh, infestation and still being a spathanae, so you would have been a spathanae full of nanites. Yeah, yeah, so I like the feel of that one, but mechanically I couldn't make it work. Yeah, because infestation is, at least at that time, I haven't looked at it since the final version came out. At that time, infestation was not good. It's it's not gotten much stronger, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Um, oh, there's one thing I want to say before I forget. Going into this, I was all gung ho. I thought Gus was going to become best friends with Catch, and one of my favorite things that came out of this is that didn't happen, and he became <laughs> best friends with Morayoff, and Yay. I loved that. <laughs> yeah, and you're the and Catch you're became best friends instead. Yeah. Yes, yes. They were supposed I, to have like a little rivalry and it started yeah. as this little rivalry and then ended up being like, oh my God, the rest of our party. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly that, yeah. We we quickly turned from, from like, you know, like two characters just like growling in each other's faces to wait, hold on, hold on. What's going on around us? Yeah, Let's growl at the same things. things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're surrounded by idealists. Yeah, no, and I just, I, exactly. I, I just, I like that, um, it wasn't a dropped character concept, more of like a character, uh, like flaw that we decided to take out for obvious reasons, but, um, Gus was totally gonna be addicted to, to like, paint heads or like whatever it was yeah and Ketch was gonna eventually learn how to make them so he could become gus's supplier and I th- like basically i think it was initially paint meds yeah paint meds and then we realized that would be awful and then it was the anti-sleep yeah. pills and then we just yeah. dropped it and gus became much less of a he he, <laughs> he started off a lot darker and while he still had <laughs> dark things to him he became a big goofball yeah. We we really we we really like the dark characters and the dark character backgrounds and stories, but uh, you know, uh, ab- abuse of of pain meds is just a little too on the nose. Yeah, so, yeah, that's for obvious that's reasons like, we kind of dropped that one. Yeah, yeah, I was I was happy as your GM to uh, to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I yeah, I might have had to play like a red stop card on you guys if you pulled that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, uh, not just character growth, but personal growth. 
Also, it's real hard to stay in a dark place for four hours at a time once a week. <laughs> Why not come Pretty to a happier weird. place? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I play games for escapism. <laughs> not to, you know, live out trauma and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've tried to play sad characters in long campaigns, and it's not worth it. It's not worth it. No. You get too, you get too in the character's head. So, uh, J-Rock asks, how was Waterworld book three? Um, he hasn't seen those episodes yet, but, uh, so to not spoil, well, uh, J-Rock, I know you're running, uh, the book, so I guess you don't care as much about spoilers and anybody else who's watching here, uh, I would assume that you don't care about spoilers either because surprise, we're at the end of the series. Yeah, um, yeah. so, uh, Warning, spoilers. You don't want to hear them? Yes. Skip, uh, leave now. Skip, skip under one minute. So skip ahead one minute in the YouTube or audio. Uh, so I really liked book three because of the Aglians. I thought it was weirdly perfect uh, for uh, since we had another hive mind in like a hive mind PC uh, for the Aglians to be like, yes, nobody understands which way our minds work. And Mareoth was just like, I do. Uh, <laughs> we do. Ah, yes, sorry, yeah. yes. That was weird, too, uh, to try and remember to do that. Um, you got very good at it over the AP, Simon. Um, it was hard. Pronouns are hard. They are. Pronouns are hard, especially are. when you're you're trying to remember to change your own. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, I really liked book three. You said, what, talking right over... Uh... Sorry. Leif. Leif. Right over Leif. Yes. Who has indeed uh, changed their... Yes. But, um, you know, book three was a nice... Uh, like, I liked book three as a departure from uh, the daily job... Or, you know, the, the random encounter <laughs> jobs. Um, and it was more of a personal... I mean, the book's title is Professional Courtesy. And uh, Tarika has a line in it that simply says, I'd appreciate if you do it as a, a professional courtesy to me without, you know, paying without asking for payment and stuff. And of course you all fell in love with Tarika. So you're like, of course we will Tarika. Um, <laughs> it's always so weird. Cause oh. he's just like, Oh, yeah, you kidnapped you know. Tarika, Tom. You almost oh, had, you almost had, you almost had uh, five people getting on airplanes to fly to New Jersey to, to strangle <laughs> you. <laughs> That's you one of my favorite bits of homebrew. I liked uh, Com93 and introducing you all to that. Oh, and the Arby's joke that just went right over your heads when we were joking about, you know, what they were serving, you know, what they were going to eat there or something. Or we were joking about roast beef before. And then I was like, yeah, they're all, or we were joking about Arby's. And I was like, yeah, they're all just eating roast beef. It's really weird. Oh, yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, speaking of the water world, I loved that so much. I had even made notes in like my whole like Gus Google document that I have. I was like, possible place for Gus to retire. Yeah, Entha was great. It's a very pretty place. Um, I yeah, I really liked that. I got to play around with a vehicle. You know, that that oh, mini God. sub was a lot of fun. That mini sub and your null space chamber was great. Your your, your screen door mini sub. <laughs> My screen door <laughs> mini sub. That's right. Don't you forget it. Um, it was it was it was a screen door when I was done with it. At least, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that you let me homebrew it a little bit and install my my grenade launcher as a torpedo launcher was was just I I as a player appreciate that to no end. Thank you so much for letting me do that, Tom. 
Of course. I, I like to, uh, if, if you have something and it's not unreasonable, I like to make it happen. Um, so, yeah. Um, one last thing that I really liked about this AP, thinking about Entha, thinking about all the different places you went to. You went so many different places in this AP. Like, and they were all like planets or settlements or something or just asteroids or, you, you know, we took a trip to Broken Rock. We, like, went all over the place in this AP and I love that too because, like, it's easy for APs to get bogged down, or not bogged down, but uh, for you just not to travel far and see a bunch of different things and whatnot. Uh, so I really liked just from job to job, you could uh, you could see different planets, and you saw Ori, the homeworld of the Phantomites, and that was really wild uh, with all the gravitational anomalies and stuff, and just yeah, cool stuff like that. Honestly, yeah. I feel like Starfinder APs do do a good job of diverse locations. I can't think of any that have felt samey in environment. Dawn of Flames um, print felt pretty same yeah. only no, because we man. never left the sun. Yeah, but there's so many different biomes in the sun. There's like the yeah. shadow prison, there's like the lava stuff, there's the there's like the city urban stuff. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We we were um, in the sun. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Interesting. Spoilers. Uh, um Yeah. <laughs> Other other spoilers for for Signal of Screams. Do, you know, stop looking now if you're liking that one. Um, Signal. I, I mean, you go to the Plane of Shadow, right? Like that. That's pretty. That's pretty far. <laughs> that was wild. Oh man, I remember getting. Ah, uh, that was that was a, quite a turn. This was so bad at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but hey, five minutes left. Do we want to? Do we want to make some announcements? Yeah. yeah. But first, I have I have I have one more question for Tom before we do that. Oh. Tom. What uh, what advice would you give anybody who wants to run this AP now that you've run the whole thing? Ah, um, to not be afraid to tweak it because I you're not always going to agree with what they wrote, um, and you're not always going to think that what they wrote made sense. So first, I recommend reading it, uh, reading whatever it doesn't make sense twice, and then if you still don't like it, uh, just tweak it. Um, Again, there were a lot of decisions made in in the writing of the book that I changed, or I just after the fact I didn't didn't make sense. So, uh, in short, don't be afraid to uh, change it to your taste and to your party's tastes. Uh, but, but do run it because I really like I really really liked Fly Free or Die. Um, I'm biased, but it might be one of my favorites. So. A lot of, lot of Firefly fans here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big Firefly nerds. So, all right. Um, going forward, uh, we are... This is important information for anybody to know. Uh, we are going to be taking a, uh, a bit of a break, a hiatus, if you will, um, in order to sort of recuperate. Because, believe it or not, we've been doing this stream since, what, 2018? Sounds like a while. A few pauses, to be yeah. fair. But yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but how for how long? At any like, one point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've yeah we've taken weekends off, but we've never. Yeah. I don't like the one uh, break between series that we did. We filled with uh, society scenarios. True. So, yeah. Uh, hey, the one yes. This I can't is gonna be our first. about that. I got in because of that. <laughs> it's very it's true. true. <laughs> and that was, yeah, that was, uh, you know, secretly one of the things that we were uh, looking for in doing that society thing, I think, was, uh, oh, yeah, we'll get to play with people and maybe we 
Maybe it's not bring, bring them up. All Your games are auditions. <laughs> uh, when Simon's involved, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's an Excel spreadsheet involved, everybody. That's for hey, give away Simon's here. secrets. Um, <laughs> but so um, yes. All that aside, we are going to be taking a, uh, a hiatus until January 2022. Almost said 2021. My goodness, it's 22. January 22. Um, where we will begin Series 5 once again. I will not be running Series 5. Um, whoever's here, put your hand up if you're running Series 5. Hmm. Oh, it's me. I, I'm in the hot seat again. And everyone <laughs> was very surprised. <laughs> yes. Um, Nick has graciously uh, agreed to run Series 5 once again. Uh, or, you know, step into the GM seat once again. This is the first time we're running Series 5. Um, Nick, do you want to tell us uh, what uh, kind of game we're playing? I know we're not giving away the title of the AP, but what kind of game are we playing for Series 5? Oh, yes, that's right. We're we're making a big change for Series 5, and we are going to uh, run a Pathfinder 2 AP because everybody's really excited about Pathfinder 2. Um, and... We couldn't. Three actions are better than two. Three actions are better than two. The system is just a joy to run, um, and we're really looking forward to bringing that to y'all. We'll let you know what campaign we're running next next month uh, when we kick off our guessing game contest. So start thinking about uh, what you think folks are going to want to play um, Pathfinder Two. Yeah, uh, I know. I talk a lot about my Pathfinder 2 builds, and now I have to stop uh, because I don't want people to know which class I love the most. Um, no, you just need to like drop some false hints. Yeah. So yes, yes if you want uh, if you want insight into what they might be playing, maybe go back and listen to some past episodes. There might be hints in there. Yeah. Comb through our, you know, hundreds of hours of content <laughs> from this series alone <laughs> to hear say, Tom talk about his favorite character builds. I'll just yes. say, good luck trying to figure out what I'm playing, because I don't think it's I'm playing to type at all. No, no. You've given them information. No. Yeah. They, all they know is That's Gus. Still all they know is yeah. Gus. That's true. So... Yeah. Um, in short, look forward to getting more information on Series 5. Um, and we will... Uh, the Sunday show is taking a hiatus. I should be very clear. The Sunday show is taking a hiatus. The Thursday show, um, Rise of the Star Lords, is <sighs> continuing unabated uh, because we just recently took a break. So, Jet, uh, so you know, not just Jet, but we could all uh, recuperate and uh, get ahead of some work. So, uh, do, join do us on... Keep an ear to the ground, though, there might be some breaks for the holidays. There will, yes. there will be some breaks for the holidays. There will be, yeah. There but will they're be the breaks. holidays. And we're all, you know, we're, we're all vaccinated adults here. Um, so, but yes. Uh, so tune into Thursdays to see our some of our wonderful faces. And uh, we will be back on the Sunday time slot uh, in January 2022. So... Uh, it is four o'clock, so I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, as always, a cosmic, a new cosmic crit episode uh, is dropping tonight. Jet, uh, what's going on this Thursday? This Thursday, we are once more continuing with the raid on Sandpoint, but I think we're going to be getting into some starship combat because uh, at least two of you have gotten to the Heartbreaker. <laughs> at least two of us. Yeah, it's uh, it's a real mess down there, everybody. 
They've only been, the town's only been struck by three orbital strikes. Oh, only really? three. Only affecting a hundred foot radius. Only from starship weapons that do ten times only. the damage to living creatures. Only three <laughs> city blocks annihilated. By a giant Not a big ship. deal. Uh, okay. So yes. Tune in Thursdays at 9pm EST. We are in EST, not EDT. Now this daylight savings time is here, right? I hate or daylight savings times. I don't know. Something like Nine, that. 9pm Eastern time. Uh, time isn't real. Yes, time yes, is a I'm social not. construct. Also, <laughs> abolish daylight savings time. Agreed. Yes. All your representatives. Tell them to get rid of it. Time. time is a donut. And abolish daylight savings. Um... Leif, who do we have to thank for uh, our music today through Hydra? Thank, yeah, thank you, uh, Alex Productions and Lo-Fi Girl, uh, for your wonderful free-to-use music. And uh, yeah, something, something, hail Hydra, I guess. No, don't hail Hydra. Mm-hmm. They're literally Nazis. Um, they bring us our music. That, but that's the thing that that uh, that Steve says right before he, you know, gets away with his his big sneak. That's hey, that's he does do a great big sneak. Um, oh, time travel oh, shenanigans. Okay. Anyway. Um, Careful, the, the time authority will come get you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, our fantastic character art was done by Enicola. She is at E N E C O L A on Twitter. Um, yeah, we also got her to do our character art for next series. So uh, look forward to that S- surprise. Yeah. Um, Thank you to Paizo for the wonderful AP and specifically Jessica Catalan for writing book six. Uh, I loved running this AP and each of the writers did a fantastic job. Uh, Thank you to Nick for our stream assets, uh, to Jet for running the stream, all of you for being here and being my players and friends. and uh, finally, all of you for joining us, dear listener and or viewer. Uh, it has been an honor to run for you all. And uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't say I won't do it again. Um, but, you know, <laughs> who knows when the next time I'll do it again is. So um, until then, thank you very much for asking me to be your GM, my friends. And note to self, can Vaughn tell Tom again? Did not say that. Also, thank you, Tom. Tom totally said it. <laughs> You're very Thanks welcome. For Tom. It's a lot more work than playing. Mm-hmm. It sure is. I look forward to having my prep days back to <laughs> not being prep days for, for the time being. Freedom! Um, yes. Uh, and already in advance, I thank Nick for the work that they will do on Series 5. Um as always, uh, we'll be in general voice on our Discord after the stream, so come on by and say hi. Uh, if you're not on a Discord, it is now being added as a join link to our podcast episodes, as well as to our YouTube descriptions, as well as it is down below in Twitch right now if you're here with us. So uh, come on by, say hi. And uh, for the last time uh, with me in the GM seat, uh, say goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. And Jet, uh, go ahead and take us into the drift. <laughs>